I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. Bam! Here we go. Archery Unfiltered is back with a post-Lancaster episode. Um, It is I, Wendell Souza, with my good friend Jim Padilla, co-host of the show. What's up, Jim? Hey, what's happening? Yeah, dude. We've been been chomping away to do an episode, even though we just, I feel like we just did one where we covered a lot of good stuff. Uh, As always, the, the archery world fucking turns over so quick demands more yeah man and uh i mean i don't know if the demand is more i feel like the demand for the show is pretty much the same (laughs) (laughs) okay you know i i have getting getting a lot of good feedback from people uh apparently a lot of you people that's right you people like jim so uh you know, I'll try to do as many more episodes with Jim and less solo episodes. You know, uh, I don't know, Jim. You, you seem to add a good, uh, a good flavor to the show. Well, well, uh, if you say so. Uh... It's not me. It's the people. <laughs> well, the, the episodes that I have you on do quite a bit better than the ones where it's just me talking. I I enjoy it, and uh, you know, if we can help help the. Archers who are listening, you know, uh, they want to hear, hear us banter back and forth and our yeah, my little thoughts on certain subjects. But I wonder if it's because I say so many loose, like open-ended things, and most people are like yelling into their headset, like the answer of something that I'm just on the edge of, and then you normally <laughs> chime in with the answer, and then they feel like. Oh, it looks like they're, you know, they bust a nut and they're like, oh, finally, someone fucking told him, you know? Or Yeah, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to see. <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight we're going to do things a little differently. Um, we're going to start with listener questions because we got, I, I really appreciate the listeners coming forth, bringing questions, giving us some content. Um, we got a little bit of that. I got my initial, re, um, what's the initial, I, uh, what's that when you like taste something? First impressions of the Matthews Lift. Okay. Um, it's a sweet ass bow. And then I found a, I found a program. I didn't tell you about this earlier, Jim, but I found a, a program online. It's a free arrow speed calculator because I was going to try to build arrows um, based around kinetic energy, you know, it's a hunting okay. bow. So uh, this is my hunting setup and this arrow speed calculator. I punched all my shit in. 
it belted out some numbers. And then I went and checked my shit over a chronograph, and it was dead nuts right on. Really? I've, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. So, okay. yeah, I feel the need to uh, talk about it or shout Let it me, out. All right, well, I'll give you my thoughts on the chronograph when we get there. Okay. I um full disclosure, I am attempting to smoke a bag of weed or vaporize yeah. a bag of weed, but I think my vaporizer's fucking toast. Oh. <laughs> In which case I'll just have to go it sober. <laughs> the, lith- the lithium battery from the Congo gave out on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my fucking slave mind cobalt is uh <laughs> fucking toast. <laughs> Damn. So, um first question tonight is from Josh Pereira. Uh, that's such a dope last name. That's the name of the you know, the guy that beat Israel Adesanya at the UFC is Pereira. I think this one's sp- yeah. spelled a little differently, but it says spoken the same. Um, see, uh, Josh says uh, he started shooting last year with a friend's old PSE, got addicted, just bought myself my first new bow, a Phase 433. Um, I'm mainly a hunter, but I didn't realize how I was going to get enjoyed or how I was going to enjoy shooting orange spots. So now I'm looking to get a new bow set up as competitively as I can and shoot pins for a year or two before I build a target bow. I have some setup questions, and there is very little info online. Do you know of anyone I could reach out to that has shot some bow hunter freestyle that would possibly share some experience? Well, that's you. Um, I've never shot bow hunter freestyle. Well, you hunt with it. I actually hunt with a freestyle setup. <laughs> I mean, technically, it's a freestyle setup. It's got a single pin movable. Uh, oh, okay. You know, movable single pin. Um, if we could direct Josh to anybody, I'd have to say it'd be Buck Hayrand, as far as... Um, or Doug Rosen. Doug Rosen was uh, a guest, former guest on this show. Doug Rosen's uh, quite a crack shot in the Bowhunter freestyle category. Yeah, he's the national champion in the adult male bowhunter freestyle class with the fifteen twenty, right? God damn! How did, where do you store all this? Well, believe it or not, I know you don't like it, but I am a bowhunter freestyle aficionado. You know, because it was <laughs> it was a pretty hotly contested class when I started in archery. Uh huh. I know Buck Hayron would. On average, shoot like a nine sixteen bow hunter freestyle. Yeah, he was he was uh, out of this world with the bow hunter freestyle. You know, amazing. Uh, yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie. I I straight up watched the Lancaster Classic bow hunter class mm-hmm. just to watch how those guys did it. And you know, there's always a part of me in the back of my mind that someday, when I just am no longer <laughs> relevant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that not that I'm relevant now, <laughs> but when I become even less relevant, I will make the yeah. switch over to Bowhunter Freestyle. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was going to do that for Bearbow. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to switch to Bearbow? Yeah. <laughs> you fucking hate yourself? I just don't care anymore. <laughs> you don't have enough money in arrows, dude. <laughs> I, or, or bows and limbs and strings. And, and uh, they're crazy with the weights also. You know what's so funny is... Barebow people and trad people also will be like, oh, you got enough fucking shit you're tweaking on your bow? And then they'll go through and they'll cut their arrow down to like a 32nd of an inch. 
and oh. uh, you know, microtune their fucking plunger or feather doodad or leather wrist guard or whatever. They are they probably bare bow guys probably mess with their stuff as much or more than a lot of freestyle people. Big time. Just I, like we're I should say, I should delineate between the two. Uh, bo- uh, Barebow guys, you're cool. Trad guys, you fucking make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, there's, there's there's hatred, you know. I mean, there, you know, uh, as much as recurves versus compound, and it's the same between so-called trad versus Barebow. I write know? a letter every year to the NFAA asking to abolish. The trap, like <laughs> trap class, <laughs> and I do it's the a long. Are like your your metal bows have no soul. It's a three, dude. I'll do a three page. You know, <laughs> like why are we wasting our time with this? Like, what's the pro- what's the point? There's no money in it. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but the flight of the arrow is what matters. Yeah, dude. That's why I shoot compound. Yeah. So for Josh. Let's see here. Okay. Um, okay. Bow hunter freestyle. You got to shoot a five pin sight. Okay. Well, we could direct him. He can go to the NFA age and uh, look up. Look up what the, is considered a freestyle setup. Yes, the rules and classes, right? Yeah. So, now, like you said, the five. Go on. It's a pick five fixed pins. Mm-hmm. Any material of the pins. Like any color. Any color, it can be. They can be metal. They can be plastic. They can be metal with a fiber in it. That's okay. at one time that was not legal, but it is now. Oh, interesting. Uh, levels are legal. Round or oval housings are legal. Mm-hmm. Um, Who makes that? Option Archery makes an oval housing. Yeah, the uh, very few people I've seen that. Yeah, I, I think it's because the. Uh, or it's the option eight, I think is what they call it. Is that okay. correct? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like an eight-pin site. So I think that's why we probably don't see a lot of that. The most... There, is a, there was another company that had an oval one, too. But, oh, really? Uh, but, you know, so the option eight, that wouldn't be legal. The most common site that I see in this class is the Spot Hog. Five. Yeah. Now, the... now, that's for outdoor, mind you. Because for right. indoor, I see guys running Excels, um, any single pin adjustable is what I see yeah, for indoor. Yeah, I mean, well, you could run, you could just put a, a single scope. Yeah, with a house, round housing, you know, with mm-hmm. a single pin in it. With a single needle, yeah. Yeah, as long as there's no no magnification is allowed in the scope. Gotcha. No lenses. Yeah. Or are you allowed to run a lens that's zero mag? No. Okay, so zero lenses. Yeah. And it also, okay, this is this is different from freestyle. I never knew this. All arrows shall be in identical size, length, and weight, and fletchings with allowances for wear and tear. Oh, all right. Do you know uh, what the rule is on uh, knock colors? Like, does it matter? Because uh, I, I want... think I did. just said it. So they gotta be identical. Yeah. Because I, dude, I shot an event once where I had like a, you know, so I was such a hobo at the time. I had like four different knot colors. Yeah. And I remember Scott Bomar telling me that he he's like, you know, he goes, you shot great today, 
but you should get a fucking zero. <laughs> and I was like, why? <laughs> and he just told me straight up. He said, you know, by the rules say you got to have it like this. Well, on another episode, we'll look up the freestyle rules, but we'll just stick with uh, bow hunter freestyle tonight. Yeah, bow hunter freestyle. So the other one is it's a 12-inch maximum length of front stabilizer from the front of the bow. From the front of the bow. So not from the front of the grip. It's from the front uh, of the bow. Because at the Lancaster event, I did see guys that were running their bar from that lower bushing. Because uh-huh. some of the new bows, the new Hoyts, have a lower bushing. The new PSEs have that lower bushing where it's like, you know, down by the front limb pocket. All right. So it looks like they're running their 12s from there. So it does make sense. If what you're saying is correct, it, from the front of the bow and not the front of the grip. Uh, I, I could be mistaken here. Let's see. All right. It says one straight stabilizer coupling device included a fuse, which cannot exceed 12 inches at any time. It's measured from the back of the bow. Oh. Well, that's strange. Back of the bow. All right. I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to disagree with that one. We're gonna need somebody like uh, Doug Rosen to uh, to weigh in, to weigh in on that. But uh, a lot of times, from what I remember, most people ran a quick disconnect on the front, a ten-inch bar, and you know they ended up running some bigger discs for weight because that would keep you under the 12 inches. You know? uh-huh. So yes. instead of the usual one inch, they would run a three inch. Yes, they run the big weight. discs so they can get yeah. closer to the edge and uh, and and not exceed that, that distance or that length limit, I should say. Correct. So, so But um, you can run a V-bar, string dampener, you know, pretty much everything else. Yeah, I, now... If you were going to set up for bow hunter freestyle, would you pick a longer axle axle bow? You know, most of the time I, I would uh, I I play with it. You know, when I like um, for fun, you know, shoot the nine hundred, mm-hmm. and I just end up using the same bow. I don't see anybody really using a different bow because you're not. It's not really a lot of people. Going from freestyle to bow hunter freestyle, really not a, a big change, you know. You're right. still, yeah, a free like the the same bows that you would run in freestyle yeah. play in bow hunter freestyle. I'm sure there's some people that would would maybe use some different arrows to pick up some speed, you know. That would that could be a a plus, mm-hmm. and it would help with your pin gap. Yeah, I could see that for for outdoors. What well, a weird yeah. thing, dude. When I think of bow hunter freestyle, the only way I think of shooting it is for indoors. Okay. I, I think I would just suck at it outdoors, but indoors I could see it being like a thing that I could get into. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember uh, Kevin Wilkie was a little injured a couple of years ago, and he shot at Vegas with his RX. Six or RX seven, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's he, right. He shot a three hundred one day with it. Yeah, Wilkie's a beast, though. Yeah. 
Let's not let's not compare ourselves to Wilkie. It's <laughs> but I'm just saying, ability. a hunting bow is is capable. Yeah, yeah. Well, hunting bow capable. Of Kevin Wilkie. <laughs> uh, one of the kids that was like just crushing in the uh, men's bow hunter division was shooting a uh, Matthews thirty three inch axle axle. Okay. So it can be done. Plus, we sure. saw you know Levi shot the the you know V three X or whatever for an ASA. Yeah, him and McCarthy were shooting, right? Was it McCarthy also? I thought it was just Levi. I thought so. But just like the 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 event before the uh, title came out. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, you are correct. So, I don't know, man. I could really see myself getting into this. But uh some of these kids are fucking well, These are adult men here. They're fucking good. Yeah. You know? It's it's, it's you know, um, it's fun. And uh, if you guys check out the Lancaster match at about one hour in from the live broadcasting, Johnson versus Conway, this dude Johnson's only shooting a single front bar, and he's oh wow know, eleven tens, you know. So right, right, yeah, they're legit. They're legit. Uh, but man, these kids fucking this kid Conway is fucking beasting it up. But um, yeah, let's see what else. Well, how, so, if you're going to run you know, it, typically would you people run, a, run would you run a five, ten, the distances of 20, 30, yes. 40, 15, 60. Okay. Uh, you know, and then savvier people, it's a little in between the rules there maybe, but we'll, we'll set up their bubble. So that will be their 70 or 80. They're eighty-ish, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, think that's frowned upon, you know, per the rules. But uh, you know, you just tell everybody you're stacking pins. <laughs> um, that one, that one's a little. Well, we could talk about that stacking pins. It's a little harder to explain. You kind of got to show somebody, you know, uh, in person how to do that. Uh-huh. You know, where you're going to shoot. 80 yards, or you're going to shoot 100 yards. I guess if you were going to do that, you'd have to set your bubble first and then set your pins second, right? After that, you'd shoot your – you'd sight your bubble in on 80 and then sight everything else in pin-wise afterwards, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it would it would be a, an ongoing little – you know, you'd probably do it a, a few times, yeah. right? To, yeah. Right? Get everything dialed in real nice. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Um there is no limitation on the back bar length, correct? No. Yeah, that's a good one. That's one to get away with right there. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to mention a cheat that I've always wanted to do if I ever did this class would be to shoot it with the Spot Hog. I believe it's called the Hoggett 5-pin. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a wire behind the uh, the pins. Mm-hmm. I would use whiteout and make little pins in between. And you would pins. be, you would have a red flag thrown at you because that's illegal. Yeah, but then no one would ever catch you. They're so tiny. No, They'd be such sure. tiny little, you know. No one would ever catch you. I think I could get, <laughs> I could get away with it. Definitely around here, I could get away with it. <laughs> um, until you started winning, and then you know. You <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you ever think about like starting to dope just for regional events? 
<laughs> just fucking smoke house on regional events. And then when they're like, hey, why don't you go to a big one? Be like, no, 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 no. No, that's not my thing. <laughs> uh, um, would you run a blade on your uh, Bowhunter Freestyle setup? Again, I would, I, you know, everything everything transfers over blade and or drop away. Yeah. But, uh, typically a blade is what I run, you know? So yeah, I would run a blade also. You but know. you know, it's, you know, you're going to have all the same tuning. Everything, you know, there's nothing that's going to be really different. You know, maybe you, you know, um, what, what's going to be one of the different biggest differences is the, you know, your front bar. Mm-hmm. Being because, so short, yeah. There's only so much you can do with that, you know. I yeah. mean, uh, I'm sure you could put a five degree on there, or you could, you know, instead of you know have those right. big three inch plate weights, you can put the attachment for those plate weights. I mean, if you're a guy the, that likes in a the lot middle, of... you can put them, you know, at one one edge. Yeah, if you're a guy that likes a lot of weight, you could roll tungsten and you know go for a shorter bar, opt for a shorter bar. Yeah. Yep. You know, I could definitely see myself running the uh, bridge lock bars. You, you could also, you know, uh, if your bow has the capability of, you know, just add <laughs> add weight to the riser, you know. True, true. Like a PSE of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the kid that's really killing everyone is this kid, Conway. Uh-huh. At the, uh, the Lancaster Classic. He looks like he's shooting like a little longer of a back bar. I know I didn't give you a chance to queue it up, so we'll we'll just gloss over it. Um, and then arrows, same same shit would transfer over freestyle. If you're shooting target, you're gonna want to shoot fatties with that bow hunter freestyle. Sure, twenty seven diameter arrows, you know, most mm-hmm. likely. And then outdoors, so then- you're gonna run the skinniest thing you could fucking get away with. But there are some instances. I think Doug shot his uh, his gold tip uh, ultralights uh huh when he won the nationals oh really when he won ready yeah yeah you know there's been a handful of I don't want to say old dudes but dudes that cr- crush yeah Paul Penrod is the, the guy I'm thinking of crush with ultralights yeah yeah he did, he, I mean when we shot with him that one time at reading mm-hmm. he was just like i was trying to shoot the um the the pierce targets but he goes i was just having better groupings with the uh, yeah the and at the end of the day it's like you got to just go with what's best did he was that the year he won yes okay yes if anyone's wondering who paul penrod is if you don't know like he, find out yeah he <laughs> makes it to the shoot off like he made it to the shoot off last year at indoor nationals you know, he uh, he's always in the mix. He's usually on the podium at Reading. Like, he's a beast. He's a beast. Yeah, yeah him, and, him and Tim Otis both are, are uh, beasts. There you go. Yeah. So, um, speaking of, well, okay, I was going to beeline it into the Matthews lift, but I think we'll, we'll keep going with listener questions. Um, so, Josh, thanks for the question. I hope that helps. Basically, you're going to run a freestyle setup with a short front bar. Like, right. That's pretty much it. No lens. Kick your lens out. Yeah. You're, you're good to go. Um, otherwise, 
run target, you know, run it all up the, the chain. I know most people, if especially if you're starting out, the idea is you're going to want to run something that you can hunt with also. You know, Matthew's yeah. has the switch weight mods, so you can switch your, you know, you could have your target bow here and then switch it to, um, you know, 70 or 80 one, pounds later. One thing, and maybe he is or isn't, but um, do yourself a favor. Run around 60 pounds. Mm -hmm. To close the Even though close you up hunt your... for 70, but you'll be a lot happier and you will see improvements in your score oh, if oh. you run 60 pounds. So you're saying don't run 70 all practice uh, or during a uh, target uh, yeah. While you're shooting target, yeah, I would agree with Jim. I uh, I shot a field round with a Hoyt hunting bow, and I think I destroyed something in my shoulder. <laughs> it still hasn't. Yeah. I mean, it's been gone. It, it never came back, but it's okay. I just healed around it. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, with what? Yeah, what Jim was saying. Run 60 pounds, make it easy to shoot and work on your form, work on breaking clean shots because you don't have that luxury of a lens. You're going to have to right. le lean on a... I mean, there's there's no doubt that people can do it and you can do it for... It's, it's definitely, you know, what I'm trying to get at is quality over quantity. Oh, yeah, know? yeah. If you'll you have just, access... You'll to, just start fading. If you have access thing. to TRT and uh, <laughs> PRP shots do it yeah stem cells run it you know and if you're not shooting national events they're gonna drug test you then fuck it go all the way oh yeah you know get some uh get the clear yeah there you go <laughs> um so let's see that's what but, was... uh, yeah you know uh let's just finish off with the boner freestyle theme yeah keep it going got any more questions you know specific about that yeah, I think a, you know, we'll, a great uh, example we'll see, is... Uh, and try to answer those offline a little bit more in depth yeah, for him. A great example, if you want an example of a, of a badass um, bow hunter freestyle, just watch the Lancaster event. And right. watch, watch those guys shooting off against each other and look at their bows. They're all pretty much the same. You know? Yeah. Nothing impressive on any of them. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I dig it. Uh, awesome. Let's see. Another listener question. Shot execution. How have you been using a button? This is from Nate Sims. How are you executing your shot? I've always been a puller. Now I've been told I need to add even more pressure and shoot even more aggressive. My hold is horrendous. I'm constantly into the red with dips and quivers, etc. Occasionally I hold well for an arrow, but not usually. So I've been told it's because I don't have enough pressure. I get it, but not sure that's it. So, Jim, you go first. Both of us have dabbled in the art of the thumb button. Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is, anyone that tells you you have to shoot a certain way is wrong. <laughs> yeah. There's no <laughs> fuck. If you do watch anybody, any of the pros shoot, they all shoot different. You know. Totally. And I would argue that adding a ton of like hard pulling into any release. Like, a super aggressive hard pulling is going to fuck with your sight picture. Unless it's something that's natural and controlled. If it's something that right. you want that you want to do, because you'll know what happens to your pin when you pull hard. 
But if it's unnatural and you're forcing yourself to pull hard, you're just doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, I mean, here, I I got three guys that popped in my head that are all champions in their own right. Of course, they're pros. Uh They all shoot differently. So number one is real wild. Yeah. You know, with his style, the lean back. Yeah. Shoulder up, you know, and. Yep. Uh, the way he gets his release to go off, you know, that's one style. Now, let's describe uh, that. Ex- Des- describe execution. it. What's that? Describe Rio's, how he gets his release off. Because to me, it looks like he just grips it, grips it and rips it. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I- I've even so, said in the past, it looks like a little monkey paw that he's got <laughs> balled up into a fist. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, even but, there's even tension on. Like you can see, he's shooting a lot of guys. I've I've even said it. Like you want to shoot with as little tension in the center of your hand as possible. And Rio is just fucking like he's about to yeah. throw a fucking baseball. His, his finger, his fingertips are white. It yeah, looks like he's yeah, he's grabbing the thing. So here's another one to give you on the other end of the spectrum. Chance Bobuff. Yes. I mean. I like chances. Uh, I think if you asked, you know, maybe five years ago, you asked a lot of archers, you know, pros, you know, who would you want to shoot like? And I think there would be quite a few that would like, I would love to shoot like mm-hmm. Chance Boba. You yep. know, the way he looks in his execution. Yep. Me too. Super relaxed, little, very pressure on anything, you know. Yes. Shooting a four-finger hinge, right? Yeah. Shoots a four finger hinge. He anchors deep into his face, and mm-hmm. it looks like he like he's pulling with such a subtle, slow, even pressure, like from his pinky back. It, it reminds me like uh, like the or he's pulling from his elbow, and his elbow is hooked to his pinky. You know, right? And it's all just one one controlled motion. Yeah, yeah. There there used to be a video of him um, using. Um, Like a laser on the bow. Yes. Did you ever see that one? Yes, a shot. It was a shot trainer with a laser on it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, and when he like, I mean, how much did that that laser move? Maybe like. He was able to. I think they were aiming on the Cincinnati five spot. Uh, I always call it the Cincinnati five spot, but the five spot, the white and blue five spot. Right. And he was aiming at it. I think they're at twenty five yards also. And that red dot just touched. I mean, it was all over the place, but it was all inside the X. Yeah, it never left, right? Yeah, it never left the X. I mean, it shook like a son of a bitch, but it was just inside the X. The whole it was insane. Yeah, and that's on and a of shot that trainer. Would be magnified with the laser, so I mean, I'm sure it's, he wouldn't see as much with that with his pin or dot. Right, but he also uh, that was on a shot trainer with zero stabilizers. Correct. You know? Big difference. Huge, huge. So um yeah. What is okay, it? I'll give you I'll give you one one more. Oh, and then I want to throw one in. All right. You you okay. do one more and then I'll, I want to throw one in. <laughs> I'm taking over here. One more. Mr. Three D himself, Levi Morgan. Oh, okay. All right. You wanna explain how Levi gets it to go? I think he's like in between those two. You know, maybe I disagree. He he's talked about it on uh, 
a handful of uh, little videos. Okay. He says he manipulates his hinge with his hand. I, I, yeah, I know that. Yeah. So he's going to actively roll that hinge in his hand. Okay, so he's not even in between. He's Again, they're just three different levels. There. Yes, his own thing. All right. Yep. Uh, I mean, of course, he's keeping constant back pressure or back tension, you know. Sure. Yeah. What's he, the listener's name, name again who, who sent this one in? Nate Sims. Nate. Okay. Well, one thing that pops into my mind with his with his a little bit of a his erratic hold uh-huh. was I would before we go any further I'd say he needs to check his timing. Yes. That's a good point, you know, and that could be that could play a big part of it. You know, he, you know, uh, depending yeah. on what bow he's shooting, maybe if he's running, maybe like, it's uh, out of time. Maybe he needs to put it a little more advanced. The top cam. Yeah. Okay. I would say you go even. Yes, that's right. always it's always a great spot. You yeah, know, easy to easy to um, now replicate that. Guys like Levi Morgan have talked about running top cam advanced so that the wall is not as hard. And it, okay. And it allows you to pull into the – they feel like the, the hard wall is the thing that's making their pin. It's like they're, they're meeting the wall and they can't pull through it. The wall is like now giving opposite resistance that's fucking with the pin. So they feel right. like if they could break the wall a little softer, they can pull into it easier – and there's a, a a place for that extra tension to to bleed out to, and it doesn't okay. doesn't go to your pin. It bleeds out, you know, into the you know the ether. Right. So kind of like uh, we'll bring up our pal Dave Cousins. You know, he's like mm-hmm. you when you set up your shot, you're pulling to red line or eleven, whatever uh-huh. you want to call it. Yeah, and then after you settle, you're dipping down to nine and a half. Yes, you know, versus trying to pull in at eight, and then you're trying to bring it up to nine and a half. You know, yes. and it does. That's a good point, Jim. So it's gonna give you problems. Yeah, if you actually, you know, Nate, if you wanted to try what your buddy is telling you about pulling harder, set up harder, and and then relax just a little bit. And what we're talking about is an RPM, like Dave Cousins told us about, you know setting up on an RPM gauge, basically, on a car. So go in there, redlining it, like set up your shot redlining it, and when you come to anchor and settle in, let it drop to like nine. But don't let it drop to – don't let it drop to three. You know? Yeah. But that's if you're going to shoot that style. Because I can tell mm-hmm. you myself that I like set up at three or four, and then I relax to like two. <laughs> yeah. And that's with a button. That's how I shoot the button. Yeah, that's uh, a la Chance Phobos, you know. Mm-hmm. You ever watch Mike Schlosser shoot a button? Oh, my gosh. He, well, if he's not punching the shit out of it, what he's doing is he, he's, like, literally relaxing his hand. Like, you okay. can see his hand elongate and relax, but he's got his thumb on there. So, he's right. let, you know, he's letting that, that hand go, but his thumb stays on the button. So, when it starts to, you know, slip, it gives a little pull on the on the trigger. Yeah, so it, it gets a surprise release, you know. So, like you said, he's re- releasing those top, the small pinky finger and everything. It, it ends up putting more pressure on his index and his thumb. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, it ends up rotating into it. 
Yes. Yeah, so I'd like to bring up – so the one shooter I'd like to bring up that releases different from all these guys, can you guess where I'm going? James Lutz. Oh, no. Well, he's definitely one. But uh, this <laughs> okay. guy this guy has a two-inch long D-loop. Wow. Uh, I didn't catch that one. Tim Gillingham. Oh, geez. Now, his setup is bananas. Wildly different than everybody we just talked about. Yeah, where he's – you know. He's anchoring, like, at his ear. So he's yeah. already fully extended. He's not you'd, – you'd have to wonder where he is on the RPM gauge. I know he likes a, a high holding weight, though. So yeah. he's got to be well, up, up there pulling it back. Part of, part of Tim's setup is because, depending on what bows he's shooting, brand or company, some bows don't go to his draw length, uh-huh. you know. So he makes up for it at sometimes with the longer D loop, but uh-huh. I think he's just really because the guy's just so tall and gangly. You know, I think uh, just the typical anchor point's not you know there for him. Yeah, he's got a fucking schnoz for a nose too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then you know you'd mentioned Lutz and then Douglas. The punchers, you know? Right. The so, hammer. Yeah. Oh, that's a fucking nickname. Yeah. I don't like that. They start. They were giving archers UFC fighter nicknames, and the hammer's one of them. Oh, boy. And the other was the babyface assassin. Should not be. That should just be left in the UFC, and archers <laughs> should get names like the statue or the, you know. Grimace. Yeah, mentally all there. <laughs> Grimace? <laughs> 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 That's good. <laughs> um, so, let me tell you, Nate, how I shoot my thumb button, okay? Um, now, I feel like when you're going to tell someone how you shoot something, you have to tell them why they should listen to you. <laughs> let, me, let me pause you right there. Um, Nate, Shooter friend, uh-huh. you know, just people in general. Okay, Nate's asking you for advice. I'm jumping in, giving our advice. But it's really over the years, you know, I've seen people shoot, and they shoot well, and then somebody else will come along, tell them they're doing it wrong, and then they just walk away. Uh-huh. It's like so you have to give them con- some context, you know, how or why they're shooting wrong, and then help them – True. Power wide, shoot, shoot it better or correctly. So that's what we're trying to do. I true, think. true. And I'll, I'll tell you another thing, Nate. Like I, we did this Dave Cousins seminar years ago, and Dave Cousins said, "Set your bow up like this." And it, like, keep in mind, at the time I was shooting, I could shoot three hundreds, like twenty four x three hundreds on command, never missed three hundreds. And I had a whole day of just shooting three hundreds, and Dave Cousins is like, "Dude, set your bow up like this," and it was like. It felt ass backwards as far as like bar weights and stuff. And then he was like, now, you know, grip your hinge and fucking, you know, like rip it. When you hear the click, rip it. And I was just like, what the fuck is this nonsense? And I just, the second that that uh, seminar was over, I put my bow back to the way I had it before and shot for like eight months, slowly, not even realizing that, you know, I started, you know, I'd move one ounce here, move one ounce here. I was competing the whole time. And at the end of like eight or nine months, I pretty much had my bar set up the way Cousins had told me to. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. And it was like, 
you you can give someone the answer at that moment, but they have to kind of find it. They have to walk to it, basically. You have to be, uh, you know, up to that to that level at the time, you know. So there's there's yeah. different things, you know. Sometimes it just bounces off your head, and you're like, I don't know what you're saying, and I don't know how I'm going to implement that. Other right. times you're like, Oh, I got it. I can it, do that, right? Dude, and it's one of the reasons why, if you see someone shooting like a certain bar setup, like stabilizer mm-hmm. weights. You really can't say, oh, well, you should shoot it like 20 and 20 because that's what Perkins does. Like, right. You can try that, but you have to – like you might get there eventually, but the deal is you got to work towards it because you're never going to – if you just throw the shit on, you're never going to develop all the fine like neuromuscular whatever that, yeah. that just, will I allow you to the, do it. I like to uh... – Reckon it to like you're, you're always adding pages to your books of knowledge. Yes. You no, know, and sometimes you got to go back. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes a pro will tell you like the whole plot on page seventy, but you got it. You know, one through sixty nine. Wink is going to be you got to write it. You know. Right. So, um, but anyway, let me tell you how I shoot my thumb button. Why I like the thumb button, right? I like thumb buttons because you can put subtle pressure into them. Whereas with a, a hinge, now keep in mind, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have, like, you know, well, the way I was taught, and I think the way George Riles talks about it, is having, like, very low tension in your hand. Like a relaxed hand. Sure. You know, you're hooked, your fingers are hooked on the release, you're pulling with your back, and the thing just naturally rotates, Right. Mm-hmm. We all know what happens under high pressure, at least for, you know, those of us that aren't haven't been shooting in the pro class for a decade. Um, your hand will get tense, you know. If you're shooting for money, right. you're shooting a state event, your hand will get tense. Those shots will become harder to break, and you know, you just effed essentially, unless <laughs> you can tell yourself like, "Hey, I've gotta relax this hand," or you switch releases to another hinge that's timed differently. Or the thing that's most common is you just keep speeding the shit up until you, you know, you have to drive back super safe, and the second you take your thumb peg, your thumb off the peg, it fires. You know, yeah. That's where I, that's where I get to. I just end up, you know, with a hinge, I'll just speed it up forever. Yeah, but then, but sometimes, a lot of times, that that is short lived. Yes. Uh, those are band aids. Yes. Yeah, and it's funny because Joel Turner talks about that all. Like, you know, unless you address what the actual issue is, you're just putting Band-Aids on it, and you're going to keep repeating this cycle over and over again. Yeah. So the thing that I like about the thumb button is that you can shoot with a lot of tension in your hand, and, you know... You just rest your thumb on the peg, and all you have to do is just give it a subtle, like, squeeze and pull back, and it goes every time. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I really enjoy about the thumb buttons. The, my rave that I have set up, the thumb button, is or the thumb barrel, it's adjusted to right on the edge of – like, there's no travel. of zero travel in it. Um, but I do have a moderate amount of spring tension. It's not like you can't get it to go by just shaking it. Like you have to actually put your thumb on it and then pull it. Um, But because there's no, you know, there's no travel in it, it's like if you can just get that hand, you know, if you can pull those fingers straight or pull that hand straight and your thumb is locked on that barrel, it's going to break. 
Right. And I love the subtle, you know, being able to do it with subtle pressure and it going every time. It's like you never get hung up. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of the button. No, that, that's that's a really um, great way to set it up because if you would do, like you were talking about earlier, just making it faster and faster and lighter and lighter tension, you know, you're, you're putting yourself closer and closer to becoming a puncher, yes. you know, and having, and having target panic. So the, the way I hear you are setting it up with that amount of pressure on there, you know, with minimal travel, mm-hmm. but you're not afraid to lay your thumb on there or put it in the, the crook of your thumb. You exactly. Know, exactly. Hand, you know? Yeah. And, uh, build it up a little bit, you yeah. know, till it falls. I should say, I really like the true ball thumb buttons. And I know it sucks because if you want one new, it's going to take, you know, months to get the goat uh the goat's cool i like the goat i had a little run with the goat but you know what's crazy is the goat i got before i was ready to shoot a button i was still Ah. you know what i mean i wasn't at that point yet because the the goat the trigger function everything is just like the rave just like the blade you know it's right there there's nothing different about it but for whatever reason the time that i shot the goat i wasn't ready for it and i ended up not liking the goat yeah, that's just like we're talking about, you know, like, uh, you know, you just weren't ready for it, you know, yep. for some reason. Yeah, so at some point you'll you'll come around to it and you'll be okay. I'm sure by the end of the night you'll be ordering a goat because you just thought about it. <laughs> Not me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I told you, I was like, uh, I'm selling off all my Kuyu stuff, right? Because it's all made in like Bangladesh or uh, Indonesia or whatever. So... I'm getting this money. I'm like, okay, I'm putting this against my credit card. I'm not going to buy anything. And I saw a true ball trident on eBay for sale. Uh, the nickel plated, like the silver, what do they call that? Quicksilver trident. <laughs> and I lowballed the lady that was selling it for like a hundred bucks. <laughs> and she accepted it. So I got oh, it. Boy. I won it, but I'm like, fuck, now I'm at a hundred bucks again. God yeah. damn it. Now I got to start. Yeah, I got to sell more it. shit now. <laughs> but uh, that'll like honestly it's going to sound ass backwards that'll probably be a backup release and my rave will remain my my primary release okay yeah yeah we'll see we'll see but uh you got anything to add jim you, you fuck around with buttons no not any longer nope i i got <laughs> i got rid of it you know and then uh, <laughs> You yelled at me last time for have, shooting an insatiable. Uh, Dude, I, I would not mind was, if you uh, shot. That was, I wish you would have told me that about two years ago when I had it. What's that? That that, that release uh, design was garbage for me. Yeah, well, it's garbage for everybody. I, you know. Yeah. But you well, know what? I'll let you shoot one of my uh, my buttons. No, no. Hey, uh, man. No. It's it's a nice it's cool it's cool. I, I, I'm looking I'm looking for a certain one myself. Um, I got something I want to try in my head, but uh, I'll leave that for a later date. Interesting. It better not be a Carter Evo or a no. fucking Carter convertible. <laughs> if you step on the line with a Carter convertible, I'm gonna <laughs> grab it by the button or pinky button or whatever and fling it in the fucking bushes. <laughs> I won't be shooting it as as the pinky butt in front of you. <laughs> Wait, but did you actually? I am did you get one? Did you get one? In a two finger thumb button. Did you get one? No, I haven't. Oh, thank God! 
Dude, you're so loyal to the brands that you shoot. You never try to just like fuck around with it just to see what else is out there. Like you don't have to shoot a uh, Carter. I've been shooting Carter since nineteen ninety two. Ah, the Bush era. You know, so uh, that's Bush one, right? The BK Hunter. Okay, yeah, I had a BK Hunter. And uh, <coughs> you know, I never, I never felt the need to uh, go look for anything else. Well, you know, I like the way um, their sizing fits my hand. You know, yeah, their groove. Yeah, their finger grooves. The stands, stands feel pretty good. No, not to me. <laughs> not to me. You know, I there well, you know, there would be one I probably would try uh, a large Scott ascent. Those are cool. The large stands yeah. feel very good. I've owned both of these things. I've owned the ascent also. I think mine was a medium. Yeah. I I got a thing with stands, you know, from when I first started. Yeah, you punch yourself in the face. Yeah, I massaged my face a couple times with those two finger. Yeah, pinches. I know. But but there was a lot, you know, there was a lot to learn. Yeah, I believe it. And after I, I kind of quit learning after I started hitting myself in the face, so <laughs> it's all part of your shot process is like a punch. Yeah. It's like slipping a punch. <laughs> I I didn't I like had a twitch in my face every time I pulled my bow back. I'm like, this is not helping. So. <laughs> oh, man. Well, definitely take a shot with one of my releases this year. It's just one. And then, you know, see if I can't pull you away from Carter releases. Okay. All right. So, okay, we got one more listener question. It's actually Great. more of a comment. It's from a, a man named Kevin Tanner. Um. Thinking about the lack of adjustment on the title compared to others like the title. I think it's a good thing. I spent so much time messing with let off, draw lengths, set, etc. I would have spent that time just shooting and I would be a lot further along than I am. I heard Rubio say on your show, just shoot to get better, not tinker. Like the elite, not the title. What do you think, bud? You know, um, who was another one of your guests on the show? John Weaver? Yeah. Yeah, the 900, the record holder for California. Yeah. You know. um, Yeah, he also was like that. Just set it and run it. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference, I think, between tinkering, you know, adjusting for cause and effect versus tinkering every time you go, tinkering is like every time you go out there, I'm yeah. going to try this. I'm going to try that. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna do this, you know, but, and there's a time and place for it, but if that's, if that's all you're doing and then you're expecting amazing results, I, results. Yeah. You know, the, um, the, the longer you're in it, archery, the results come slower and steadier, you know, a lot less big jumps are a lot less common. Yes. Um, you know, also, you know, I know that I make the biggest gains from shooting a lot of arrows. Yeah. <laughs> More so than tinkering. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Uh, shooting a lot of arrows, and then um, and then tinkering. scoring, scoring while you're shooting. Yes. Yeah. Now, you know, but don't forget to give yourself some time to rest. You know. Yeah. So the thing with Kevin that Kevin's saying that I agree with is, yeah, once you tune a Matthews bow, that's pretty much it. Once you top right. that into a bullet hole, that's really it. You got nothing else to fuck with. Now, I disagree with Kevin because the Elite is the same way with the uh, with the set technology. You're going to set it to a bare shaft hit in the middle. Maybe, you've, I mean, maybe some people fuck around with, with their let-off percentage. I pretty much just set it for nothing and run it. Um, or nothing as far as holding weight goes. Okay. All right. Um, I can see Botex having a lot of, like, little fiddly adjustments, but... I don't think people get too hung up on on tinkering. I think people just set it to where they know they like it. Yeah, I mean, I got to give it to the engineers. You know, it's. I feel it's pretty widely known. You set your your arrow right down the string, you know, or whatever distance. What, what's their distance? You probably know the top of your head. They Thir- send it off the riser. Thirteen sixteenths or seven eighths. Thir- Sixteenths, you know. I mean, I've heard so many people. They just like you set that thing to thirteen sixteenths and run it through the middle of the burger button, and yeah, you know. I mean, you do some super fine adjustments, maybe. Mm-hmm. But now, the thing with the title, though, if you don't get a bullet hole, you're gonna tinker uh-huh. that shit. You're gonna tinker with it until you get a bullet hole. <laughs> <laughs> right it's not just a given now, okay now now right it's not it's not just one and done now granted mine shot a bullet hole right out of the box so i didn't have to and that's amazing that is pretty amazing it's what, what, how with winning, that, is, that is uncommon for you yes right? with winning in mind that is not like me <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know um yeah so hopefully that helps Kevin, uh, you're right. You got to shoot. That's pretty much it. You shoot. You want to get better at archery? Shoot more archery. Yeah, I mean, you know, have a practice regimen. You know, like okay. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, I'm Don't... gonna work on my short stuff. I'm gonna work on my long stuff. I'm gonna work on you know. Today I'm just gonna go arrow heavy you know yeah or today i'm gonna go for uphills or downhills yeah um i but don't be closed off from tinkering with something if it is necessary yeah if your timing is wrong or if your timing's out or fuck just check it you know check it you know if you have a feeling don't you know well i you know i did two weeks ago or a month ago and it was fine you know yeah Fair. Check it and get that out of your head, you know. Okay, the timing's fine. Yeah. But those are those are small adjustments, you know. It's like, okay, I'm going to try. You could, you know, put a turn and then whatever to get that in the in the cable and get that cam to hit even or advanced. Try it for a couple, three days. Yeah. And then turn it back and try that for a couple, three days. You yeah. know, that's. But you got to put the effort in when you do those changes. You know that's yeah. that's that's adjustments. That's not tinkering. Yeah, you're right, Jim. And you know, one of the things that I've always 
talked about it is like when you're doing really high volumes of arrows, the bow kind of mm -hmm. tells you what it wants. Sure. You know? I know. It sounds right. weird. It sounds weird, but you know, I, I do we'll believe that. We'll go back to, uh, you know, like you've said it in the past and, and bring up Dave again, you know, sorry, broken record, but, uh, yeah, you do have those knobs and on your site and stuff, but you and some people and myself at, at times were like, all right, I'm happy to hit tens, you know, since we're indoor, I'm happy to hit tens. But once you start progressing, you're like, okay, I'm still hitting tens. I'm getting, you know, but you got to start adjusting. So you're, going for X's, you know? Yeah. Where are you going to see some gains? Yeah. Eventually, it'll get to the point where your good shots are X's, your subpar shots are 10s. Yeah. You by know? bigger than a half a shaft. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, if you're still, if it's, if you're moving around and like your bad shots, like just catching a 10, you know, you probably need, need to do some more Practicing and you know a mm -hmm. couple of couple of adjustments you know to see if to help you get that that pin float you know yeah. everything's connected so it's not just one thing is really going to you know fix everything right you know right generally a change comes with some kind of sacrifices somewhere else very good I agree and yeah. then you kind of patch those holes and continue on down the line until it's yeah, as little as possible. Yeah, and then uh, we we've talked about the um, it goes for a lot of things. The honeymoon phase, you know. Oh yeah, everything's great at first. That's why the the high reps is is solid because you you cruise through the honeymoon phase fast. Yeah, you're gonna yeah you're gonna blast through that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of what that would be like in real life. <laughs> uh, yeah. After you shoot a bunch of arrows, it becomes like uh, married with children. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, Instantly. It's like smoking a giant bag of weed and your vaporizer goes broke. <laughs> I was talking about the show, dude. Oh, <laughs> Not real sorry. life. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So speaking of the new Matthews bows, I picked up the lift. The Which one did you get? I got the 29.5. What made you get that? Um... You know, okay, I wanted the 33, right, so I could have a hybrid bow. Uh, but absolutely everybody I said that to said, that's a dumbass idea. Don't do it. Have a dedicated. I think that was one of them. Yes, it said have a dedicated hunting bow. Have a, You have a dedicated target bow. Great. This bow is so goddamn fast. So oh, yeah. get this. I punched the numbers in to a program called... Omni calculator slash physics slash arrow speed. <clears throat> and, you know, with my draw length, peak draw weight, arrow weight, it it estimated 280 feet per second with 73 foot-pounds of kinetic energy. At how many pounds? At 70 pounds. I shot it. Uh, I'm shooting a gold-tip airstrike um, that I have a 20-grain fact weight added to the insert on what's the spine of the arrow 340 sir okay so shooting it over 80 yeah shooting it over the chrono it shot 280 and then 281 interesting yeah fucking bad fastest 
I've ever shot an arrow before. At least that heavy. Okay. You know, I think I have. Do you have, do you have a chronograph at your house? Uh, I my uh, I actually left my chronograph at my parents' house so my dad could use it, and he brought it up for the weekend. Okay. And so we we uh, took a couple shots over it. Nice. Yeah. So. One one little side note with chronographs. Mm-hmm. Lighting is um, uh, uh, crucial for accuracy. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you can you can mess with it. So if you've always done the the shooting with that chronograph at your house, that's all I'm gonna say. You know, uh huh. First is in my basement, anyways, but you know, it. We'll just throw that off. But so yeah, you're skeptical. So, you're, you're, anyways, you're really happy with the speed. You don't think it's uh you don't think it's actually hitting 280. I. You don't think my little arms okay. can hit 280? What do you? What what's your draw at it? What are you shooting it for? What? What what's your draw length on this one? Twenty six and a half. Oh yeah, I think smoke. <laughs> it's fucking I up. forgot. <laughs> Twenty six and a half, but I'm shooting at seventy pounds. Man. Maybe seventy one. That is <laughs> that thing is on fire. That is a fast fucking bow. Yeah. Most hunting bows. I've had to build really light arrows for, or at least I thought I had to build really light arrows for. And so this thing is blazing. I mean, the IBO rating is like 345. I think with most people, I mean, Hans was telling me that he's setting these bows up for people, and then just for shits and giggles, he'll have them shoot over the chronograph before they leave. And everyone's shooting smoke with this bow. Right, right. And he was telling me before I got it, he goes, dude, guy came in with little arms just like you, shot fucking 280, easy. And I was like, hmm, okay. Now, I do so, wonder if that give me is... One, go back one, one one or two bows for me. What were your last two hunting bows shooting at? An Elite. Um, the last bow was an Elite. Uh, what was it? Whatever. Yeah, an, okay. elite, an Elite whatever at 60 pounds. Right? So that was going to uh-huh. be a slow, like 250-ish speed bow. Okay. The bow before that was the Hoyt... Um, what have you? Altus? Uh, I believe the Altus is the target bow, right? Oh, okay. It's their aluminum, their aluminum 33 inch. Let me look it up real quick. Let's see if I can. Okay. It may not be on the, uh. Now that bow, the fucking draw cycle was so brutal that I had to turn it down. And even then, I ended up injuring myself. <laughs> right? Now, this bow, I'm like legit shooting at 70. My elbows don't pop when I pull it back. That's nice. Yeah, so, you know, these engineers, they did something. They did something all right. Yeah, they changed. They don't. Let's see. I don't know where to look anymore. Yeah, it's just the Hoyt aluminum riser 33. Okay. Inch, you know. Sure. It ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. It's in the past well, now. What was it shooting at? Because you were shooting that at seventy, right? I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Oh. But I knew that my my sight tape was pretty effing massive. Like it was, it was a slower sight tape. Okay. But I don't know if that was because I had to dial the bow down, so it wasn't you know working as effect, uh, efficiently as it should. I just, uh, you know, there's so many questions. I just don't know the okay. answers to. So all right, all right. 
Sorry, I brought that up. We're not apples to apples there. But anyway, right, so it, right. This bow's super hot. Uh huh. Speed wise, yes. you're like the, you love the draw cycle. See, you're used to the uh, the cam system and the grips. It's a different cam system. Okay. And the grips, for whatever reason, on the lift, this bow torques way harder than the title. The limbs aren't as wide. Is the title okay? And like I shot a, I shot a left tear out of the lift. The first shot was a left tear that was so heavy you'd think I was shooting a Hoyt. <laughs> Your favorite. Yeah, so I had to top hat everything to the left, bullet hole. But thank God Great. it's a fucking bullet hole because there's no more fucking top hats for, you know, <laughs> I'm not getting anything after this. <laughs> All right. So yeah, it's it's a clean bullet hole, but. Yeah, these cams uh, remind uh, remind me of the old monster. Yeah, yeah, like the old wake, right? Monster yeah, wake. Yeah, they're, they're just the shape, you know. Yeah, also look like some old PSC, like Omen cams. Uh -huh. They look like. Yeah, super aggressive looking uh, teardrop yeah. cams. Yeah, yeah, you know what's wild is the cams are so big on these, and the limbs are so small. It almost looks like you just have two wheels attached to a riser. Wow, you know, but dude, I I'm not gonna lie, Jim. I have thought long and hard about taking the 29 to for the Outlaws. It's like, dude, if you got an, a bow that shoots this fast, and you build a heavy, skinny arrow, the wind will never be a factor for you. Okay, let me let me go back to a previous episode that you talked about. Uh huh. You had a bow, and you were setting it up for the 900, mm -hmm. and you set up the ultimate heavy 900 arrows that would be unaffected by wind. Uh-huh. What did. happened with that? I did that. It sucked. <laughs> okay. It sucked. They were terrible. <laughs> I think I tried to switch, like, halfway through the event to, like, light speeds or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But... That's a very slow bow. Like, I don't think I you could – your results with a lift would be different than your results with your conventional target bow. You smell me? You know what I mean? I I don't doubt you, but I wish, you know, you would not talk about this while we're shooting Outlaws. <laughs> Together? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I wish you weren't my partner. You could wait till next year, you know, and then uh... – you're shooting your title so wonderful, and you're having such a good time with it. So I don't know why. Yeah, that's true. I've, me and the title have entered like a third honeymoon phase right now. That's that is what I like to hear. I, dude, I wish, I wish I was going to Vegas. Oh my god! I wish I was shooting flights in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, because I would fucking, I would be making some money, and I'd be putting it all on black. At the roulette table. <sighs> if anyone's going to Vegas that is listening to this, do me a solid. Take $60, walk up to the roulette table after it's hit red two or three times in a row, put it all on black. I have to admit, I don't recommend this, but I've seen this. You've seen me? You've seen, Wendell. Yeah, you've seen me do this. Three years in a row. Yeah. So get this, dude. I went to Lake Tahoe a couple months ago with my wife. Uh, 
and we hit a pothole super hard, and it fucked up one of the tires on her Prius, right? Oh. I have, I'm like, fuck, I don't have money to cover this repair. <laughs> I barely got money for dinner, right? So I told my wife to like to drop, drop me off at the casino. By the time I was done, right, I would roll around to the, the roulette, and if it wasn't perfect, I wouldn't play it. It's got to be like okay. th- like two or three reds have to hit back-to-back. And it can go the other way. If it's a bunch of blacks, you can play red. I personally like to play black because there's a lot of luck involved when OJ can get away with murdering two people <laughs> that you always, always bet on black. And so that's how I play it every time. And, uh, <laughs> dude, by the end of the night, I had food and groceries for the rest of the weekend and that fucking tire fix, dude. <laughs> you beat the system. I beat the fuck. And then it's like, you just, I was playing $100 games, right? Boom. Oh, my God. All on black. No. Fucking double my money, go cash out. Then I roll to the next, you know, Harris and Harvey's, they're connected by an underground tunnel in Tahoe. So you'd, I'd walk over to the next one, find the roulette table. If it's doing what I want, $100 on black. Bam, OJ strikes again. Cash <laughs> out. Fucking go back to Har- uh, Harris. Run it, and I did it like five times. By the time I was done, dude, the fucking wheel was paid for. Man, like Wesley Snipes always bet on black. That's right, baby. Don't forget to pay your taxes. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's uh, if anyone's going to Vegas, please throw 40 on black for me, all right? We want to see the video. Yeah, I want to see the video. Well, I'll put, I'll, I'll fucking share it on the, uh, Archery Unfiltered page. Oh, awesome. Okay. So, let's see. What else we got? The lift. I love it. It's fast. It's got enough kinetic energy to kill a moose. Okay. What what, uh, what color combination did you get? I got... So, I told Adrian, the owner of West Coast, or one of the owners, to pick for me. Mm-hmm. So, she picked the new special color, which is Earth. It's the brown color. Oh, I'm going to pair that with a set of white match strings. And this thing is going to look like I'm going to look like a um, like a modern version of a Native American. I have like white veins, maybe a big fixed, uh, a fixed uh, two blade broadhead. Maybe like a feather in my hair or something. It's going to look sick, dude. Man, just like we will call you the appropriator. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, I'm uh I'm uh I'm native. <laughs> yeah, I Monterey. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> you know what's funny is those Indians actually killed deer. <laughs> I just listened to uh Meat Eaters. They got an audiobook called what is it? The the American Whitetail, or the, like the Long Hunters, like the history of the American Whitetail hunt, right? And it's all okay. about how, you know, market hunting, way back in the day, like 1700s, was really the thing that pushed American expansion from east to west. Not just gold; it was a lot of it was like the fur trade and stuff. Sure, yeah. And I'm just hearing these stories about these dudes going out with a like, fucking muzzle loaders and shooting like 30 30 fucking deer a day yeah (laughs) 
And it's like they go in packs, so these dudes will come back to camp with like 120 deer. Yeah. And I'm just like, holy shit. I don't think I've ever seen that many deer. <laughs> it would be really funny if I was one of those fur, like, <laughs> one of those guys, and I'm just like, where's your deer? I'm like, well, I wounded, I wounded about 30 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get them tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. The coyotes, wherever I'm at, the coyotes yeah. are just all fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so let's see. We covered the lift. What else do we got? We covered uh, bow hunter freestyle. Yeah, oh. a little William Shatner to Hoyt. What do you think about that? William Shatner to Hoyt. Okay. Um, when you say William Shatner, who are you talking about? Rio. Oh, real wild back to Hoyt. Yeah. Rio to Hoyt. See if he can uh, now he's in the senior category, pro senior category. Yep. Yep. Finally Mark's got someone he can pound on. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be a, it'll be that'll be interesting. That'd be awesome to see uh, Rio Wild and our own Mark Rubio going toe to toe. It'll be nice. It'll be nice. It looks Indeed. like uh Rio still got it. I'm sure he does. Came to the Lancaster Classic and shot pretty damn well. Yeah. Well, I mean, no excuses, right? I mean, the guy has a 20-yard lane in in his house. Yes. Yeah, that is true. That is huge. And it's, like, covered, probably air-conditioned. Oh, yeah. Probably has, like, a little cheese and meat platter on the side. He could shoot with his fingered toed fingered uh, shoes on or whatever he shoots in, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, Rio's back, dude. That's great. He's been in Korea for, you know, coaching the enemy for hell long and now he's back. Yeah. Yeah. That uh yeah, him and uh, Sergio Pagni, you know, he's all he's shooting he's helping the Sir? India. Really? I think so. Damn. Damn. Helping all the enemies. Yeah. <laughs> They're uh, advancing the sport, Wendell. They're advancing the sport worldwide. Yeah, for money. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> uh, all right. right. That is their job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess so. Um, let's move on to the Lancaster Classic. Okay. All right. Do you have any uh, notable matches that you enjoyed? Um, let's see. The yeah, two of them. Lay it on me. The championship uh, barebow division. Uh huh. The the final match in the barebow division and uh, the match between Stefan Hansen and Bodie Turner. That was awesome. Those were just mind-blowing. Okay. Let's start with the uh, Bodie and Stefan. So, let me see. I'm going to find the uh, timestamp right here. See, Stefan Hansen beats Bowen, and then Hansen goes to Turner. Yeah, 48. 48 minutes and 25 seconds about they start shooting. At this point, let's see, Turner is second seed, right? 
No. Is he? I don't think so. Because after him is Schlosser, correct? Yeah, you're, you're right. Okay, so Hansen and Turner. Right away, Hansen starts with shooting 12s. He steps on the 12 button first, first fucking arrow. Right, right. Right, shoots a 12. Bodie sticks to the original game plan, which is 11, 11, 11. Uh, Hanson shoots all 11s after. So, automatically, Hanson's 34, Turner's 33. I don't remember this in previous years of someone using the 12, like, in an aggressive attack, uh, attack fashion to put someone on their heels. Do you remember this? I think the 12 only came to light last year. Was it just last year? And then people just used it so. as, like, Hail Mary type shit, right? Yeah. It was one on a 12, though, wasn't it? In the men's uh, compounds, championship compound? Last year? Uh-huh. That I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look at the videos. but <laughs> I, I think. I want to say it was one on a 12. Okay. But uh, Bodie did win it last year, so I could be wrong. Um. So I liked how uh-huh. Stefan Hansen started aggressive, but his plan like just didn't carry over. Bodie started with a twelve, then Hansen answered with a twelve, and then they go to elevens. Uh, they go to shooting elevens, back to back. Right. So it's almost like it was interesting, but then Bodie countered with the same, you know, the same thing. I wonder if that kind of thing makes Hansen go like, oh, shit. You know? No, I don't think so, because I've seen a... Hansen was just... He's been on a tear yes. indoor, indoor all year. Yeah, Got that's true. Two 600s, you know, or whatever. Dude, um, he posted on his Instagram fuck, a, a game where he just shot all 12s. He shot... He shot 34s every, you know, you're only allowed to do it once and then. So, but he shot the whole game. Uh, Fucking bananas. 34 every every end. 34. So that'd be, yeah, 11, 11, 12. I'm sorry. Incredible. Yeah. So they start the, uh, the third, like, end against each other. Hansen goes for the 12, shoots a nine. So it's where his plan backfires. This like yeah. ultra aggressive like move backfires, and it puts him down at a two point deficit, and you just see Bodie just return back to like just okay. Well, I'm just gonna do my thing now. It it must you know I don't know if I can't say for sure, but it, they just seem to shoot an axe so much easier after aiming for that twelve. Yes, I would agree. It's. Dude, we gotta we gotta do some kind of shoot up here where we shoot at the the twelve. That looks yeah, like in, an insane amount of fun. Right. I'll see if I can oh. get my hands on some of these targets. But I guess maybe, at this point, maybe we'll get Bay Area open to do it. Oh, that'd be cool. Or my Royal Rumble. Remember my? No, 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 not the Royal Rumble. 
Yeah, dude. We'll do it at the Rumble. <laughs> that just add fucking chaos to it. <laughs> no one's going to South Dakota to shoot your shoot. No, no. My Royal Rumble, dude. You can't use that name. Yeah, I can. The Rushmore Rumble is one thing. Mine is the Royal Rumble, i.e. Oh, okay. pro wrestling. Oh, um, that's right. The pro wrestling, I forgot because Alan said what he said. Yeah. So, dude, I was wrong. Bodie wasn't second. Seed was third. That guy, Bruno, Marco Bruno, was second. Right, right. Marco Bruno. Okay, so this is another one. This wasn't on your list of matches. But this motherfucker shoots 12s like crazy. You're right. Uh, I think I was just kind of spent after watching that. You know, it was like... <laughs> you're all fucking... You know, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. You're all... going back and forth so crazy. And then... You're all fucking sweaty in just, yeah, your, kinda... just your underwear. I... <laughs> go to the uh, go to the kitchen and eat some food while that match was playing out. But uh, your wife's like, "What are you doing? Are you watching cops again?" Yeah. <clears throat> uh, okay. The, the, go. I went back and watched the 2023. So at the end of regulation, Bodie versus Chris Shaw. He pulled up first, shot a 12. Chris shot and missed it. So, yeah, it was one on a 12 last year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. So. But that was like, that was the, not the norm. No, barely was, you know, everybody was, whoever yes. was doing it back then was like a Hail Mary because yes. they had already dropped a point. Most know? people were trying to stay the fuck away from that 12. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't ready for it. So, dude. Bruno shoots a 10. The first inning against Bodie. Bodie goes all 11. Bruno shoots a 10. Goes 11-10. And then fucking 12s to tie it up. Yeah. That, that You know, actually, that was probably even a crazier match, like you said. Yeah. I So, I was folding laundry when I was watching this. <laughs> and there's a handful of times where I just dropped my laundry on the floor. Because I thought, I thought Bodie was just going to glide right over Bruno. And, you know... The name of Marco Bruno makes me think he's like an Italian guy. A county guy? <laughs> no, I mean Ita- Italian. Italian, okay. Yeah, I didn't listen to him talk. I had the volume way down. But, you know, I God, I hope he's not from, like, <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that fucking Italian guy, Marco Bruno? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean. Kansas City, probably. I no, like no offense to Italians, but I don't respect your compound shooters <laughs> <laughs> at all until this guy came along. I mean, even if he is from Alabama, Marco Bruno is definitely Italian of Italian descent, right? You respected Italian shooters. Who's who's that short guy uh, that you liked? That shoots for shot for Hoyt and PSE. Wasn't he Italian? Sebastian Pinot. Yeah. You're so ignorant, no. dude. He's French, huh? It's the Frenchest fucking name on the planet. Well, I couldn't remember it. I just remember he was short. It's like, yes, no. Jim, Pinot is Italian. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a pasta dish. Yeah. So, going into the second, Turner starts with a 12, Bruno goes 11, and it, so I won't give it all away at this moment, but it's like at some point, Bruno fucking lights it up again. Yeah, Bodie goes 11. I'm at, uh, let me see, I'm at hour 7, minute 6 on the 30. 
This guy, Marco Bruno's got like a hyperextended arrow or a hyperextended arm. Shoots like a like a thirteen year old girl shooting a bow. But he's okay. got a ton of weight on it. All right, so I went back to look at the start of the match. Marco Bruno is from Torino, Italy. Ah, called it. He's been shooting for five years, and he is the 2023 European champion. Right, which doesn't mean anything here. Okay, Yeah. so <laughs> second end, Turner goes 12-11-11. Bruno goes 11-11-12, hail marrying it back into a tie again. <clears throat> Amazing. Amazing. Like, if you're going to pick the path, you you kind of want to set the pace, right? But – Bodie sets the pace. Bruno answers back every time. Right. It's amazing. uh, I'm just the focus the guy had. He's like, it's the first time he's been there. Right. First time, you know, uh, I don't care who this Bodie is, you know, and uh, (laughs) he's just shooting his messed up alignment bow arm and cranking off, you know, his release there. I know, just crashing it. Man. It's pretty cool. They are both shooting yeah. PSEs. They are. So it said, did you notice it said Bodie signed with PSE? Or it didn't say Bodie signed. It said the, the team he shoots for, team company. Is the PSE. brand of shooting yeah. is Adidas. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> That's one thing that I like about Lancaster. Like, they put an emphasis on your gear because, you know, they're trying to sell. Lancaster has all this shit. They're trying to sell it. Right, right. So I kind of like that. They talk about everyone's gear. You can kind of pick up little nuggets and tidbits. Dude, Buddy's running his uh, back bar off the lower bushing now, which is not something he has done before. He normally runs it up up right behind the uh, his top, uh, you know, his front bar. Okay. So third ma- or third end, Bodie starts with a 12. <clears throat> Bruno plays the 11 game like always. <clears throat> like he was right. doing before. Uh, Bodie shooting that little clicker button. I am not a fan of that thing. Too much travel in it. It's uh, he's making it work. Is he also shooting the new weight system? Bodie or uh, Bodie? I don't know. He's got different colors on it. Yeah. So. It's about to be third and Turner's at 12, 11, 11. For sure. This, it's just so crazy how these dudes shoot 11s. Like on fucking, it's like the norm. Effortless. It's amazing. Man, Bruno just shot that one inside out. I mean, just tubed it. Oh, Jesus, dude. So... The third end is the exact same. Bodie sets the pace with a 12. Bruno answers on his last arrow with a 12. Right. <clears throat> I remember at this point I was getting, like, wigged out with my laundry and throwing shit Right, out. right. You are having trouble folding the fitted sheet there, but... Uh, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think they go to one arrow closest to middle, correct? Where are you at? I'm, they're at a score of 101? Yes. I'm at? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Bodie goes for the twelve. Yeah, and and the way they're hitting the twelve also is they're not like, but I mean, squeak. They're not squeaking it out. They're grabbing. Yeah, most of the, you know. 
Most of the 12s are just grabbing. And Bruno, go, uh, Bruno goes 11. Okay, so they're shooting a full end. It's not closest to the middle. I thought it was going to be like a single error shoot-off. Yeah. No, they still got to go to 130 to get one more in. Damn, so Bodie sets the pace with a 12 again. Yeah. Then goes 11. I wonder if – you think Bruno comes away telling Italians that Americans need to be respected a little bit? <laughs> I I just see him on the podium there, you know, and he's like, looks like he's, you know, just thinking about Italian food that he had over there <laughs> here, and he's probably just like, this is terrible. <laughs> and Bodie's like, you know, probably thinking of what level of video game he could be playing instead of what he's doing <laughs> while he's chewing gum. Oh, my God. So, the last, uh, so 135, 135. Ooh, there, he missed it. Oh wait a minute! He made it. Turn, Turner's. They, they re. Uh, it came up eight, but now it's twelve. Yeah, whoever does this, like, enters the score on the computer, real quick to hit eights on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Bodie's, I mean, Bodie, Bodie's form is so. You know, he looks so relaxed, and and pressure that he's putting around. Yeah. Is so minimal everywhere. That's why you know. You know, someone had said, well, someone was comparing, like, you know, our local talent to Bodie and, you know, wondering if they could beat Bodie. And I was thinking, like, they definitely have it in them, but Bodie is, like, now becoming seasoned at competing against monsters all the time. Yeah, competing at the highest levels. And obviously, he's winning, been yeah, winning. Exactly. So, I mean, just like, it's, uh... oh, yeah, they caught the 12. They're tied again. 135-135. Yeah. It looked worse than it did, was, but. Are they are they running closest to middle now, or are they shooting another end? It looks I like Bodie called a 12, so they must be shooting three again. It could be just closest to the uh Oh, uh, like Bruno, Bruno calls 12 also. You know, one arrow shoot off. One arrow shoot off. We will score those arrows. Still tied. We will shoot a second arrow for score. If side, we will shoot a third arrow. Which will... Okay. Well, what's so your, the first. Yeah. What's your time so they... stamp here, buddy? Are you at. I'm like 108 and 53 seconds. Okay. I think I'm a little ahead of you here. Okay. Bodie's pulling back right now. Where are you at? I've already watched him shoot. I'll let you catch up. He got it. He got the first arrow. He hammers 12, right? Yep. Yeah. Bruno shot. He hammered the 12. Yeah. Okay, now they're on the second arrow to shoot off. <clears throat> Was Bodie shooting yet, or where are you at? How much do I have to go? Uh, yeah, Bodie's pulling back for number two. Okay, just I'm on that little clicker doodad. She's shooting much more weight now than he conventionally runs. Wow, shoots a twelve. I guess like Bruno's just hammering the twelve, though. I mean, like more than a half shaft in. <laughs> Fuck. 
<laughs> yeah, Bruno answers back for the 12. Now they got a closest to center. <laughs> yeah. Damn. We're going to have to do something like this in California. Yeah, I'm going to talk to Randall. We're going to almost see if he'll be willing to do something like that at uh, the Bay Area Open. That'd be cool. You know. For the for the shootout. Uh-huh. Okay. They're drawing back for number three here. Yeah. Body shot. There's Bruno. Body shoots an eleven. Wow. Yeah, Bodie got him. By the I mean, he still shot an eleven. They both shot the elevens, but Brody's was just in a little farther. You know, Man. amazing, amazing. Yeah. How about that? How about those PSE bows? Okay, let's go back. Was it the last tournament? The Matthias Fullerton. You know, uh -huh. he never missed the next, and he still lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's the uh, game. I mean, that's the game. Yeah. He was he's shooting very hot with the PSC. Bodie's shooting very hot, but you know, you know, he could shoot pretty much anything right now. So yeah, yeah, I think and so. Have. Very interesting to see how Bodie's got his bow set up. It's very different than how he had his uh, Invicta set up, and it's different to how he had that PSC set up earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go back to see. Let me see what he's looks like for last year. <clears throat> if he's shooting his Invicta, he's got that bar mounted on the backside up high. And that's conventionally where he runs it, you know? He's also running out well, of PSC. Well, you know, I mean, that's, that's maybe that's what he needs. Yeah, but. well, I think with this new this new PSE shooting, it's or maybe it's just the way he's evolving as a shooter, you know? He's running more weight now. He's, you know, got the back bar down low. Uh, shit is changing. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I'm seeing is Bodie shot. He didn't attach the bar from the front, but no, it was. Uh, it's in the higher. back, but it's it's yeah. at the same level on yeah. that Invicta. They have a, a higher bushing. Yeah, you're correct. I know. I'm correct. You were again. I watch this shit, dude. I know. Yes, you do. Um, so let's see. That was the that was you know a couple of our favorite matches. Definitely worth watching, guys, if you have time. Um, you know, get yourself a towel and sit yeah. down for that one. That one's fucking bomb. Yeah. And then uh, let's see the match you sent me. That was pretty awesome. It was Bearbow. Definitely the. Man, the last two ends of that match was just, uh, well, let's watch the whole thing. Let's see. It started at 1, 110, 25 seconds. Let's see. Give me a second here. Let me, or is this the uh, finals match? Yeah. 
Yeah. Now this dude. Okay, I'm going. Um, this rather uh, uh, rotund Asian guy. <laughs> he's Let's the, see. Let he, me go back. I can catch his name here. It's uh, Norman. Oh no, it's Huang. 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 Raymond. Raymond. Huang. He uh, knocked Joel out of the eliminations, from, I believe. Yeah, he's from Vancouver, Canada. God damn it! What these guys? If a fucking barebow shooter can't even be more unlovable, <laughs> gotta wear <laughs> fucking. Oh, he's from Canada, also. It's like, god damn it. Okay. Let's see. I gotta go roll back to see where the other guy is from. Johnson. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking uh, also not from the United States of America. Are they shooting already, Jim? Are you watching them put down scores? I haven't started yet. Uh, Eric Johnson. Oh, what an original Swedish name. What, yeah. What's your timestamp? We'll start it together. So, guys, this is 2024 Lancaster Archery Classic slash Bearbow. 110 and 29 seconds. He's about to pull back. All right. Ready? You ready? Go. Yeah. Go. So, yeah. Goofy jerseys. All right. Looks about right. Yeah. Interesting. He does have a lot of real estate there to show off. <laughs> <laughs> if you're exceptionally fat, you owe it <laughs> to people to either have bigger logos or more sponsors. Yeah, <laughs> everybody gets equal amount of love. Dude, speaking of fat, all right, dude, you know oh. my you know my hero is Mike Schlosser, but dude, that Hoyt jersey is tight on him. <laughs> it is hugging it's him per- like Spanx, dude. It's perfect. Get it. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, fits him perfect. Okay, well, let's let's talk about their bows here. Look at Huang. Fucking, uh... He's cr- shooting a Hoyt. Yep, he's crawling also. Yeah, they're Shoot. both crawling. They're both crawling. This dude, Johnson, has got some, like, weird flinch fucking target panic. Yeah, he's got target panic. Exactly. There is no twitch. There's not... He has not... It's his fir- first and second arrow have been twitchy fucking like that but he comes back with an 11 he's got the uh, your favorite you know uh, the yips he got the yips yeah oh man <laughs> <laughs> look at that oh yeah okay when shoots a six i was i thought you were Whoa. i thought you were talking about his gut <laughs> john man he just freaking put two he's shooting a single target god damn right on top of each other yeah all right let's see let's see they're both shooting hoyts Right? No. One shooting a Gilo. That's not a Hoyt with Gilo limbs? No, he's shooting. Raymond's shooting all Hoyt. And yeah. and John shooting a Gilo with, uh, I don't know what. I got to go look. Look at the weight. The weight uh, disc on Raymond, the front of Raymond's bow. That's a Hoyt weight, I think. Is it? Yeah. I love the... Um, you know the rule is for barebow, you got to be able to slip it through like a four inch ring or something like that. Right. The yeah, unstrung. You got to slip the whole bow through that. It's like they're like, okay, let's push that to the limit. Yep. Fucking dinner plate. I mean, they're just gonna shoot a giant piece of. You know, somebody's gonna come out with an irradiated piece of material. You know, it's so yeah. heavy. What about it? Just a long ass. Like, what if they made that plate like a uh, oval? Oval. Or like long, you know. Sure. Yeah, they, well, that that would yeah, pass. They, they drilled it. It's off center, so it just hangs lower. Yeah. Uh, can I say, 
as much as I shit on Huang being like, you know, a Canadian homo, um, <laughs> it is, I'm a huge fan of Asian archers. Okay, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. That speak English. It's known. That, it's that, known. that speak English. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't right, know. Back, it's like back finally... to John. Yeah, he's shooting a Gila with Gila limbs. All right, like. all right. And fucking weights tacked all over the place. Yeah, they, 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 that's a specifically made bare bow riser. Yeah, Um. he's running those weights that you can change the angle of also. They're shaped like hammers. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you bolt I think, the handle. Those are, those are made for the Gilo riser. Okay. Or anybody. I thought it was for Every, anybody, but everybody has a different way. There's also that C C and D or C D riser, and it has a, a, a its own style yes. of weight. Yeah, it's got a uh like a circle with a very similar to the uh, bridge lock system, like a little circle yeah. hole that you can slide a weight in and then lock it in place. They both have you know some. Extraordinary amount of weight on there. Yeah, definitely something wow. to it. Got a big lead here. He's out. Let's see what. Let's see what uh, Raymond can pull off here. <clears throat> Damn, Johnson just going for that fucking twelve every chance he gets. All right. Yeah. And or, I, I don't know. Was he? I, I didn't see if he called for it. Yeah. It is bare so, so it could have been. We're at 56 to Johnson, 55 to Raymond. Damn. Look at that. Bare is so tough that it's like one shot can send you to the back of the fucking back of the bus. Right. But here's here we are. There's some the two top scorers, you know, two of the top five archers of the whole tournament, and they're they're throwing blues out there, you yeah. know? Yeah. And that's okay. Right. No zeros, though. No zeros. No, no. That's why they're, these are the top. I wonder what string material they're using. Oh, probably some Flemish bullshit. No, no Flemish. I see an endless. <laughs> these guys have come out of the 17th century. They're shooting 21st. <laughs> stuff true with feathers mind you yeah you know that that's a must that 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 is not a knock against them the feathers Did you see how johnson he pulls back with three and then he slides his third finger off oh my god he's got that he looks like james lutz with a recurve i know huh it looks like yeah. he's punching a fucking what do they call that plucking yeah no, he's not plucking. He's just got the freaking yips. Bad. His release is excellent. Oh my god, <laughs> dude got yips like fucking crazy. Oh, it's like he's getting shocked by somebody on the freaking crowd. Right, and Huang's just cool and cool. Raymond, and yeah. Did you see the the gorilla grip he puts on that string? And yeah, man, it it still comes off. I mean, he's like on his second. Second set of digits on his finger, he's got pulled back. Man, Johnson's giving me fucking target panic. <laughs> I've never seen it with with finger shooters before. Oh yeah. Wow, coming on, he's taking the lead on this end, Raymond. 
Raymond Huang. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Huang or Hong? It's pronounced Huang. Is it? Okay. Like uh like cool whip. Which I had a guy a guy Raymond uh, definitely older, eats a older lot. gentleman in my apprenticeship class. He uh-huh. was he was older by like fifteen years than anybody in there. Um I'm gonna dare you to guess his ethnicity. His name was Hong Gong. <laughs> Hong Gong? <laughs> Hong Gong. Was he Irish? <laughs> Close. Is he that, did, you know, is ancestors he... didn't work on the railroads, but uh, Chinese. <laughs> He's <a> Ukrainian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's great, dude. He actually, uh, side note, he scored 100% on every test and every project made, but they couldn't send him to the to the the. Apprentice contest because uh-huh. he couldn't speak English good enough. Holy shit, dude! I remember when I was in college, man. I I had sat next to a Chinese guy, like a Chinese national, for uh, physics class, and dude aced every fucking test. Couldn't speak a lick of English. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Did he have a translator? Our guy had a translator. Oh no! This guy didn't even have a translator. He had a you know electronic translator. He's just going off the book and you know me asking him questions extra loud. So that he would understand. So going back to the archery, so look at Raymond. Mm-hmm. He draws his arrow, and it draws to the edge of the uh, riser, the length of his arrow. Uh huh. And Joe Johnson's got one. He's like hanging three inches over. Yeah, uh, I do believe that is their point on. Oh, very good. That they cut it to uh, you know different draw lengths, different you know. Yeah, so he's always set in up. the elbow. Yeah, your point is your is what you're siding with. When you do this creep, you know, because you know this style is illegal for what, like USATs or something. You can't creep on USATs, right? So, but NFA, it's, there's no rules. So, yeah, but uh, USATs, you pr- you wouldn't need to do it because it's so far the distance, you know. No, nah, you can creep all over, dude. Yeah, but you're not creeping up; you're creeping down. Fair. Oh my gosh! Look, he ties it up with a twelve. Incredible! The crowd goes crazy. All three people that came to watch the Bearbow <laughs> event. Canada, there's a, just a roar from the snow there. They're throwing all their fucking Robin Hood replica yeah. green hats in the air. <laughs> They're belly bumping everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the whole country of Switzerland is silent. <laughs> no one gives a fuck. Gotta say, Even dude. Trudeau. Made it since, you know, high five. Johnson shooting the 12 was one of the coolest, one of the coolest things. Man. To tie it up. To tie it up. And he turned around just cool as a cucumber. And they're not even done yet, these guys, you know? Right. Right. Johnson better stop celebrating and pick that bow back up. Yep. See if he can hold off the yips for one more end. God damn! Look at Johnson's feathers. It's like uh, checker, green checker on one side, and then like uh, flag. Is it actually not feathers? They're veins. Those are veins. Yeah. Well, they look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're gas, gas pros. <laughs> Johnson immediately steps on the twelve. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're a couple seconds in front of me. I gotta. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll pause. pause it for three seconds. I'll tell you when he steps okay. on the t- 12. I'm at PJ Riley's talking to him. 
He's got a dude. He's got a fucking dragon on the front of his jersey. The front of yeah, the Gilo yeah, jersey is a dragon. That's the emblem for the Gilo. <laughs> Barebo's so fucking stupid, dude. It's the magical flight of the arrow. Man. Okay, he stepped on the twelve, dude. I respect Barebo, but their culture behind it is so retarded. <laughs> it's so retarded, dude. The the art, super cool. And just like I said, think about it. The guys who shoot wooden recurves think they're trash. I know that they're the worst. They're the bane of archery, dude. The, yeah. wo- the wooden bow guys. <laughs> Woke archery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where you find a lot of vegans getting mixed into the. Oh, God. Okay. So they're talking about tie breaking, sudden death, higher score wins, 12 rings in play for the first two arrows. Archer must call the 12 ring. If a third arrow is needed closest to the center, X wins. It's like, Man. you know, where's John Demers in all this? I think he was third. Really? Yeah. Cool. He got beat by he got beat by uh, Johnson. By Johnson. Johnson lets one rip. Oh wait, that's they're replaying his uh, his twelve to tie it. Damn. Oh no no I'm sorry. Gilo. Demer got by some other guy. Dude, Gilo's like, we're going to design a sick jersey because we want to be taken seriously <laughs> in this sport. It's some, Europe. Guy, yeah. some guy was like, you know? put a dragon on it. That'll yeah. fucking show him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just kill him from right to the beginning. Okay. Dude's like, goes, the guy's like, from like Game, Game of back. Thrones? <laughs> Game yeah. of Thrones style dragon? Man, Nine. what okay. kind of what kind of splash you think Raymond makes when he jumps in the pool? Oh, okay. Hey, pause it for one second so I can catch up here. I'm f- okay. Behind you, I got him jumping Jump. back. Johnson's jumping back. Go. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, Raymond hits a nine. Johnson's drawing back. Go. Oh, he's got the yips. Oh, yep. There's <laughs> one yip in a. Oh, he shoots an eight. Shoots a fat eight. So Johnson loses? Yep. Oh, I thought he won this. Whoa, Raymond's pumped. Right? I mean, you know, he deserves two double Big Macs right now. <laughs> oh, he's for sure. One in each hand. I'll put and I got to say, double Big Mac, quite tasty. I did have one. <laughs> Is that if? Oh, that's right. Those are out now? Yeah. Oh shit! I know what I'm doing on Thursday. Anybody cheat day? Go and try it. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Hell yeah, Raymond, my fellow Asian brethren. Yeah, Canadian. Fucking Canadian traitor, dude! How come it could be this fucking big? Doesn't matter what you're wearing. I can still see your nipple through your fucking chest guard jersey bullshit. Ew! This is disgusting, dude. Dude. Oh my gosh! Oh my okay. God. All right. Well, that was the you know abbreviated version of us. I, I originally wanted to sit down and us do like a full uh, companion piece for this, but I, I kind of like this format a little faster. Just picking up uh, our favorites. Bodie is of course impressive as always. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, I would like to issue a correction to the last episode we did. Okay. I had talked about 
Levi leaving gold tip for the ultra arrow because of something Tim said. That is incorrect. I was actually contacted by some homies that are familiar. Multiple people. Yeah, okay. that are familiar with the ASA scene. And apparently it was something Kyle had said about ah. about these dudes not and it didn't just cause Levi to leave, it caused a bunch of dudes to leave the ASA. <clears throat> but or I'm sorry, not ASA, the ASA. Or gold tip. Gold tip. A bunch of ASA okay. guys to leave gold tip. Oh, and so okay. it's just interesting because I can see myself getting this information all fucked up because we're in California and the ASA is like not a big thing out here. So we're missing out on like a whole other half of, right, right. of this sport that has all our heroes in it, you know. So apparently, well, we got a call for the uh, archery unfiltered uh, clan out there helping helping you out with uh, the correct information. Oh yeah, I appreciate that the 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 corrections and stuff. Just know, guys, like. Mm-hmm. I, I like knowing the actual thing. So I, I don't just talk shit just to just to talk shit. Part of it is if you guys can correct me, I'll gladly share it. I got no problem being wrong. I'm I'm wrong most, yeah. most of the time. Yeah, I want to step on Archie Hooligan's toes, you know. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, a- interesting thing. Apparently Kyle caused that rift that let, made a bunch of guys leave. So uh, under still under the same premise of they're good judges, not good archers. Right, right, something okay. along those lines. So, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer that it would cause that much of a rift. But I mean, oh well, you know, prove them wrong. Yeah, Goldtip's gonna do fine regardless. Prove the only way to really <laughs> set it is shut up or or put up. You know, yeah. go shoot. Get out there, and if they, you know. Nationals come to Reading, come to you know uh, wherever the Nationals are. Yeah, get out there. Where are they this year? Do you know? What's that? The field Nationals for NFAA. Oh, I have no clue. Let me see. That'll definitely be something to know. Uh, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still set up for indoor, man. Right, right. Yeah, we're we're pretty far away. Right. So it's in August, and it is they'll be in Yankton nice. this year. Nice. You shot a little bit of that course, didn't you? In Yankton? Yeah. No, if it's at the Easton Center, I did not. Oh, okay. So there is. So the Easton Center is like I I, I shot the uh, what was it called? First Dakota Classic. And that's all indoors. But they have a huge field, like a big flat field out behind the Easton Center, which Mm -hmm. I I believe is where they run it. And they have, like, there's a few shots where you, like, go up some stairs and shoot down into a hay bale, you know? Right, right. So that it's mostly flat with the exception of that shot and a couple others. You know, no real, like, serious cuts or anything like that with the exception of the stair shot. Um when I shot there, that field wasn't operating. So I shot indoors, and then immediately after the first to go to Classic, uh, me and Sandoval drove to a range that I found on my phone like uh, 15 minutes away and shot a field round there. Gotcha. So, yeah. Good shit, man. Awesome. <clears throat> so I would like to do live coverage with you at Vegas, Jim, but I think I'm going to be out of town. That is this weekend. 
Is but, it? Yeah, we will definitely okay. uh, get back to covering it when I get back, though. Give our two cents here and there. Yeah, I'm on a short schedule on the week after that, so I won't be in town either. All right, well, we'll pick it up. I won't do one without you because no one will listen. No, go ahead. Uh, definitely. I'm sure uh, if something comes up, okay. don't be afraid. All right. Well, this is it, guys. We're closing in on the end of our indoor season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So uh, at Vegas in a week, and then uh, how how long till indoor nationals? Let's see, since I'm on the page already. Indoor nationals is during the first outlaw, so it's going to be uh, March. March 15th. Yes. In uh, Kentucky again. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. But uh yeah, you yeah, give some insight. You did you uh you and Rudy have you you made it once or twice there? Once. Did once. it once. Okay. Uh didn't shoot well. Didn't It was a year that I was shooting really good, but for whatever uh, reason that I didn't shoot good there. It's uh it's a different game, you know? It's uh not not so cut and dried, right? Even right. though the X's are the size of tens. Yeah, yeah, they're big. They're big X's. Um, I was like fucking around with different releases, thinking it was gonna cure my, you know, what ails me, but it it totally didn't. I shot better just shooting a hinge all weekend there. Yeah, fucking around with a button, but yeah, that was years ago. I was trying to make a run at Shooter of the Year. You so. did. You made more than a run at it. You you were right there. Uh, you know, I appreciate that, Jim, but you always say that. But notice how many of my stories end with you were right there. <laughs> it's damn near well, all of them. You know, second, second place is right there. You, um, second place is not first. If you're not first, you, you're, you're you, last. You, have, you, got, you got beat by a little, uh, how should I say, uh, this guy was a little savvy on, on his setup. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, what was his name? Connor Sears. Yeah, yeah, he was he, a smart fella for um for field nationals. Brought twenty seven. Shoot like twenty threes for the animal round. No, he brought twenty sevens for the animal round. Twenty sevens for the animal. brilliant, brilliant man. Yeah, yeah. And what else? Uh, what other what almost did I have? Eight ninety nine twice in Vegas. Uh, Stefan Hansen, lucky dog, fucking <clears throat> took his new rapist mustache and bent me over the coals. I think he took it from you, and he's been rocking it ever since. Uh... <laughs> no. Dude, <laughs> Archery Hooligan did comment on one of my photos where I have a mustache, and he just commented, cool stash. <laughs> yeah. I want to see that. Put that up on the page. Oh, I, I, def- I definitely will, dude. I My theory is that he thinks I'm like a old, old Mexican day laborer who's <laughs> oh, just old. picking up archery, and he's like, oh, right on, dude. Way to go. Yeah, you know? <laughs> archery's for everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at this guy. He's trying it. Got his green. Got his green card. Bought a bow. Going for it. <laughs> They're pink, by the way. Now, but <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was some old stuff, dude. Fantastic. All right. Well, yeah. Everybody, look forward to seeing that up on the page. There. Yeah. Just uh, keep in mind, everyone. I love giving advice because I think I can, you know, it's normally something like I think I can help, but yeah, just know you're getting advice from a, an almost a lot, yep. uh, like an, like an almost. 
Hey, that's better than from a lot of people like myself. I never was. So. Ah, no nonsense. Come on, man. You've had you've had your runs. <clears throat> oh, another thing. New oh, news. Boy. Uh, what do you got? I got a Kefaru, uh quiver. Kefaru, gotcha. Yeah, dude. Buck Heron taking taking shots at me for getting a Kefaru. Yeah. That was pretty good. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess. You know what sucks is like, yeah, he, Buck Heron called me gay for having a Kefaro quiver. I think no, called, he called you gay. He called Kefaro gay. Yeah, I think he called uh, the post. Oh, my post was gay. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, then I called him gay, which was dumb. Yeah, it was like a weak, a weak retort, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, because I assume he has a non-Made in America quiver. But he fucking does. He has one of those shitty Hoyt... Shitty Just Hoyt like, quivers. There's not much out there other than, you know, if you... I know, kill, dude. The, kill a cat, make the, your own. The one fucking Hail Mary I had uh, to get him. And, uh... <laughs> oh, dude, you're going to love... Archer Hooligan saying it. Dope stash. All right. Let's see it. All right. Hold on. I'll send it to you. It... No, post it. Oh, okay. All right. I'll post it. I'll post it. You guys can see it on uh, on my uh, Archer Unfiltered Facebook page. I, I got one for you. Who who made the, the Japanese quivers that most everybody in Target uh, – Archie was using angel. It's angel quivers. Angel, okay, yeah, yeah. Those are cool, and you know the uh, remember the Kuyu prototype quiver that Wilkie had in uh, Reading yeah. that we blew the yeah. story. We were the story, you know. We blew the story on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First uh, Archer and filtered uh, exclusive. Uh, yeah, Wilkie was, was Kevin came back the next day. He's like. Oh. How did everybody know about this already? <laughs> it's like five people. <laughs> five people to listen to the show. Um, yeah. He was telling me that he had a, was begging them to just make their version of an angel quiver. Yeah. He was like, I just want an angel quiver. I don't like this, like, Kafaru knockoff thing. Right. You know? But, yeah, they got they got their ideas. Did you see, um, what's the company that makes our bino harness? Kangaroo, marsupial, marsupial bino harnesses. Right, they make uh, an archery quiver now. I saw it. Not impressed. Yeah, also not impressed. But hey, at least it's made in America, right? Damn it. Yeah, I mean, uh, exactly, made in America. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. So there is one other quiver. I don't know if it's made in America, but it looks a lot like a Kafaru quiver. Uh. Oh, what's it called? Elevation. Elevation Quivers is making their version of a Kefaro Quiver. Have you seen it? That's not made in America. Not made in America. Exactly. And I won't, you know, I won't get one because, well, I've already blown my what on the Kefaro one, quite frankly. But you know what I'm talking about? The Terra MGS sleeve quiver? Yeah. And then it's got, like, a bunch of pockets that... They all look the same, same one pocket or more or less, you know. Or this looks different than the Kafaro one. Field ones. The only other one would be um, he's an archer that makes quivers. 
Uh, are, you about, are you talking about Bateman? Bateman, yes. Yeah, uh, he does make them. Does the leathers? He does make qu- custom ones, you know. Yeah, yep. I think uh, Brady Brady shoot, uh, uses one. I like Brady's. It's got like a six shooter on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Elliot Peters has one, dude. Kingslayer. He's he's got a custom one from Bateman. Kingslayer. Oh yeah. You know what? Yes. He awarded me his pen. Oh, that's right. He hooked you up. Yeah. Yeah. After yeah. I guess I ruined his day, but oh well. Yeah, you you're you're rough to people, but lucky, you know, blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. <laughs> it's okay. I like yeah. it. I think that's why people like listening to you on the show because they, you know, you offer a little bit of a little bit of sass. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it whatever you will. As long as uh... <laughs> As long as the people keep listening to your podcast, um, that's all I'm, I'm here for. Sweet. Well, shit, man. Yeah, thank you, everyone, though. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I appreciate it. Oh, I was going to talk about the okay the field quiver divider. My buddy, hold on, real quick. Okay, my buddy uh, Zach Cromer, he three D prints these. He's a, he I think he knows Nick Ingham. He's an Idaho dude. He's printing a, a, an arrow divider, right? All right. And I think they're for sale on the uh, Kefaro website. Oh, I see it. Yeah. It's very <laughs> interesting because most companies, when you come up with a cool product, they just steal it later. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Excel. So that just uh, – oh, okay. Oh, I see. That's right. They have that extra large um, pocket. Yeah. It's so your shit's not just – you know, free sitting in the quiver. Right, right. So that'll be interesting. Nice. He's gonna nice. send me one. Um, I'm kind of stuck to throw it on my quiver. You know, it's cool. Everyone on West Coast has at you know on the West Coast team has a slick Kafaru quiver. Okay. Wendell's got the mix and match different color ones. <laughs> yeah. I was going for everything that was on sale. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Got to support the Americans, but I'm still a Jew in the pocket, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. There's one more brand here. That does a Kefaro type um, quiver? It would yeah. be the, uh, the push. push. Yeah, the push quiver. Yeah. Which looks I, really seeing cool. Those, I'm like, that thing's monstrous. You think so? They look a little smaller than the Kefaro ones. Is it actually? Wow. You know, just a little bit. I don't know about the um, the distance out type quiver. Okay. But the uh, the up and down, it's smaller. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. I think you're right though. The distance out, like how far out it sticks, it's fucking massive. But there's. Like, I mean, you could, like, hang Laney off of that thing and walk around. and Yeah, that's a big-ass quiver. <laughs> it's more than I, you know, I, I'm i happy with, that's one of the reasons I wanted the Angel quiver, because it was so tight and compact, and I couldn't stuff a, a whole bunch of items in there. Did you ever get one? No. 
missed. I, uh, the first year I went to Vegas, I, they had one that they have a certain their own pattern of camo. Uh huh. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna. I waited a day, and when I went back, it was already gone. Uh huh. That was the only one I was interested in. Let's see. Is the... But I, I don't think the last couple times they even showed up. Well, well, you run an Easton Quiver now, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, classic. Just like most everybody else. Yeah, most of you Hoyt guys. Hoyt guys. Yeah, you've had a couple. Yeah, I've I've whored out on every aspect of this sport, dude. <laughs> no. I've There's shot some, even uh, my... residual glue on your back window of your car from all the stickers you've oh, had dude, on there. Oh, dude, for sure. For sure. And you know what's crazy? I had zero intention of buying a new quiver. You know, but West Coast picked up Kefaro, all the boys... You know, all the doggies are uh, shooting them. I didn't want to be left oh, out. I wonder now, what are, what are they going to do with all those red, white, and blue Easton quivers they had last year? They only had four of them. How, how come you didn't have one? Uh, Rudy gave mine to somebody else. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, Rudy, uh, Austin, Allen. They got them. I think okay, there's three. Yeah. And then they just sold yours. I think he gave it. Mine might have gone to Austin. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I have no clue. Uh, but basically, it was like, oh, yeah, uh, I gave your quiver away. You don't care because you bash on Easton all the time anyway. I'm going to text Rudy and tell him to give me that one. Yeah, do it, man. Do it. He's shooting a Kafaro one now. Yeah. I mean, you don't have and any. You could, you, could text, you could text Alan and get his. No, I'm sticking to the Kafaro. I just got this, dude. I'm not whoring out beyond this. I'm on the Dave Ramsey plan now, dude. Oh, my gosh. I ain't spending no money. Just going to shoot archery and try to make money. Okay. We're going to hustle. We're going to hustle all year. Keep it up. That's the game plan. All right. Well, today was a uh, – just before I go, just uh, not shooting Vegas. So, today I ran out and started shooting a few marks in in the beautiful weather today. Nice. Yeah. Nice, man. So you got some outdoor in there. Yeah. Cool, dude. Hotball weather we're having. Yeah, I know. All of a sudden it's like sunny and shit. Yeah, like 70 degrees. Yeah. And then it's going to rain like four inches on Wednesday. Yeah, right when I leave for Tahoe. It'll be perfect. Oh. Nice and great. safe. Nice and safe. Yeah. Well, cool, All right. Man. How was shooting outside before we uh, part ways? It was nice. Yeah? You get some good yeah. marks in? Oh, just just starting, you know, taking it slow. Nice. You know, you know it takes a, takes more than just once to firm up those marks. Yeah. So, yeah. Ongoing. If you're going to be smart about it, you're going to do yeah. a bunch. Um, what was I going to ask? Will you shoot a Kafaru Quiver if I can acquire one for you? No. Damn, why don't it's you like them? It's too heavy and gaudy for me. It's the it's exact like, opposite of that. They're really light. They're super light. It's almost like you're not wearing anything. Yeah. Gaudy? Yes. I agree. Yeah. Are they shaped terribly? Yes. <laughs> but they're comfortable as hell. It's like a, okay. it's like the, the, it. it's the bathrobe of quivers. Yeah, I... 
I also too on the Dave Ramsey, so I have a I have a quiver already. There's no need for me to spend money on another one. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see if I can't hustle one somehow. <laughs> save save it for uh, save it for the release I want. Do okay. Of the the fifty people that listen to this show, <laughs> someone donate a quiver, a Kefaro no, quiver to, no, to Jim. No, donate a quiver. <laughs> I think it would be sick. If they donate a quiver to me, I'm gonna make sure everybody sends you episodes of Doctor Pimple Popper to you. Daily. No, dude, I'm getting a ton of Ace Coleman links. Man, people are sending me Ace Coleman links left and right. To his fucking oh, head. oh my god, it's like. <laughs> These the listeners of this show when they smell blood, they're like, "Oh, this fool don't like that." Well, let me spend the rest of my evening sending him that shit. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny that uh, just prior to you mentioning him, I finally like, Who, "What is this? What is this guy?" You know, and uh huh, just like everything, I listen to my program and I will have you shooting three hundred thirty X's by tomorrow. You know, yep. so yep. Thank oil. Yep. At least he can shoot. At least he can shoot. I'm still trying to figure out how to blank bail for more than five minutes. Yeah. I mean, usually some kind of barbiturate will help. Oh. <laughs> Barbitch. <laughs> that's, that's deep. You get, I've, heard, oh. I've heard cocaine's a wonderful drug. Very oh, yeah. non-addictive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Compared I mean, to what's out there. Do you remember me shooting uh, the bachelor party on cocaine? Do I remember? Yeah. I yeah. Sh- I shot 300s. Did I not? No, you did not. All <laughs> you guys said that shit, and you guys were full of it. It took you like three months to undo all that over one weekend. I do remember coming back with some problems. <laughs> <laughs> but, it was some cute, cute games there. You were all like, all right trading well no we won't get into it never mind i just remember shooting fucking lights out yeah yeah the lights were out that's for sure yeah anyway all right yeah enough of that don't do drugs kids you know (laughs) we're beyond that now be nice to the wildlife around you also drugs are so 1996 oh man all right now it's about being effective right (laughs) you know I mean, like when I graduated high school way back when, all you had to worry about was AIDS then. I know, right? Now it's like fentanyl. Uh, AIDS. Yeah, AIDS still exists. Cancer. COVID. There's more cancer now than ever before. The Russians. The Yeah, well, most of my life was worried about the Russians, but... The Democrats. Yeah, it's like the Russians and cocaine, those were simple things, you know? Now you got to... How many other factions are out to kill us? Right. George Soros. Dirty bombs. Chemicals in the water making the frogs gay. Right. Fluoride. Just one thing after the next, dude. It does not end. Yeah. That's why I like archery, dude. Specifically compound archery. It's a simpler sport. (laughs) You know? Yeah, you don't have to worry about uh, Curly, Larry, and Moe, your fingers there when they're shooting the... (laughs) (laughs) well also compound it's like you missed you're done that's about it yeah that's it you know pack it up get the fuck out of the way yeah i mean you're not shooting a blue and going i still got a chance i know right (laughs) (laughs) oh man 
Well, all right, dude. I think we covered a good episode. Yeah. Oh, my God, Jim. This two-hour two episode. Oh, yeah. That was a quick one. Oh, my goodness. All right, guys. Well, I hope you all, all enjoy right. this. Thank you, Jim, for coming on tonight. Uh, no problem. Glad to be. Glad to help. Hope yeah, everybody dude. Everybody has a good uh, evening and good luck uh, into Vegas. Yeah, you guys. Good luck in Vegas, huh? Like, uh, I'm, I'm rooting for you guys. Truly. Yeah. Don't forget to tag Archery Unfiltered with your scores in Vegas and your random pictures. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I've gotten messages from people asking if they can put the logo on their jerseys. Please do. And when you guys do that, like, just know that it means the world to me. Send me a photo. I'll share it on a page. I'd like to get a bunch of them together and do a big montage of all the people that support the show. That'd be awesome. All right? Yeah. Cool, guys. Well, thanks, Jim. Have a good night, brother. You too. See you later. All right, fuckos. Good night. All right, guys. I want to share one of my favorite products with you guys. It is the Baker Archery Products Pro Shop Vice. Uh, my buddy Butch out in Idaho makes a sick bow vice. Uh, and you guys are probably wondering, well, why do I need a bow vice? It makes working on your bow super easy. It's one of those must-have things like a bow press. Um, the shop vice, you mount it somewhere on your table, you know, with it, you can manipulate your bow any which way and lock it into a stationary position. You can level your sight axes, you can set up arrow rests, install D-loops, knock sets. Shit like that becomes real easy, stuff you can do really fast on the fly. Um, and, you know, you probably do it better quality than doing it just sitting on your couch <laughs> in front of the TV. I'm not the only guy that likes these products. You guys might have heard of Kyle Douglas, and he uses these. If you have any interest in seeing how they work, check out my Instagram. I'm going to put up a setup video where I'm setting up my hunting bow with one of these bad boys. They are sold at BakerArcheryProducts.com for the low price of $240. Through PayPal, you could be paying really low payments like $22 a month. These things are legit. Well worth the money. When you break it down into payments, shit, it, it's cheaper than hell check them out bakerarcheryproducts.com tell my buddy butch i directed you that way so he knows it is worth sponsoring this podcast okay all right i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's up, guys? You guys know my opinions on bowstrings. I think the, well, I think the top bowstrings in the world are made by Tom Parkinson. Uh, followed up by uh, Austin Kincaid. Those are some of my two favorites. I'm currently shooting uh, a set of bowstrings made by my good friend, Nick Ingham. And I would urge you guys to get out and check them out. Uh, Flingham Nation Bowstrings, it's an Idaho company, takes pride in every strand using only the best material, 452X. Trusted by the pros, this is true, myself and Nick included. Well, I don't think I'm a pro anymore, but Nick is definitely a pro. Uh, stretch for hours, uh, ready to go for performance. I know Nick stretches the strings under an insane load. Um, 
you know, and you guys, if anyone knows Nick Ingham, he's an elite shooter. He is, I mean, I don't mean the bow company. He is a badass shooter. He's been on the podium with guys like um, Chris Schaff and uh, Kyle Douglas. Uh, if you guys want to check these strings out, go to flingemnation.com. That's flingemnation.com. Uh, you can follow Instagram, uh, follow on Instagram, Facebook, Flingham Nation. Um, and another thing, guys, if you order a set of strings from Nick, uh, use code UNFILTERED. You get 10% off a set of strings. I, I'm personally all about, uh, well, first, I'm all about Nick. I, I love Nick as a dude, personally. Um, I love his family. And he's he's breaking into string building, and he's building a damn fine set of strings. Uh, I'm going to post up a video pretty soon of uh, me installing his strings, doing some timing setup on my bow. And uh, you guys can see the quality on there. All right? All right, y'all. Check them out. Fling them bow strings. Guys, my favorite stabilizer is the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. I've been talking about this bar for three years now. Um, if you guys know me, you know I am a whore for gear. And the one thing I've kept constant is the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. You're probably going to ask why. Well, no. <laughs> well, quite frankly, the Carbon Craft Stabilizer is the stiffest, lightest, dampest stabilizer I've ever shot. Um for the money, for the price point, it beats any other stabilizer. Performance-wise, it beats any other stabilizer. Uh, if you're shooting any other bar, it's probably just because you're shilling. Alright? Check them out. Carbon Craft Stabilizers. You can order them with my friend Brian Webb down in Fresno, or you can call Rudy Sandoval at West Coast Archery With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Finally, the show is brought to you by my friends Darren and Bet out in Napa, California. They are the owners and operators of DB Custom Coatings, the Coders out of Napa. Um, my friends Darren and Bet, they Saracote bows. They can make your old shitty bow look freaking new and awesome. They can make your boring stock colors look rare and special. Uh, Darren does an amazing job Saracoting. He does anything from solid colors to American flags to fades to anything. I've seen him do a galaxy on a PSE before. It was nuts. Um, he does Casey Caulfield's bow. All right, check that out. Casey Caulfield on the side of the Lancaster truck. She's shooting the bow that Darren Saracoded. What does that tell you? Darren ain't no slouch. The dude is good enough for the Caulfield family. So, uh... Yeah, Darren's the shit. He's a super cool guy. He does releases too. You know, don't don't just think that he doesn't uh, do other things. I know he's done inserts or outserts. I think for hunting arrows for Chris Schaff. 
all kinds of stuff. So if you guys are interested, hit them up. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Uh, you know, if you're a gun nut, if and you can disassemble your your rifle, Darren can Cerakote that shit pink for you. You know, um, check them out. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Those guys are my friends. They are the one of the longtime oldest and biggest supporters of the show. So show them some love. All right. All right, everyone. Good night. Peace.